led an insurrection. Donald Trump's name cannot appear on the state's ballot next fall. That already the fact that this same-sex couple, uh, this is already a, a message, a demonstration of propagation of the sin of homosexuality, the sin against nature. Asking for these flight logs to be released and for this client list to be released, it seems like now you are fighting with her uh, in the House. Why the protection mechanism? And more importantly, um, you mentioned recently in an interview that there may be some members of Congress who are personally compromised by this, and they don't want the truth to get out. Can you expound on that? Yeah, 100%. You got powerful people, and they write the big checks. Well, let's just be honest. And powerful people in this country. Headline News with Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Friday, which means we're going to bring you this week's headline news. Leah, what's going on this week? You know, we had a very interesting uh, Supreme Court ruling out of Colorado, which has Donald Trump uh, removed from the ballot in, uh, in Colorado. Tons of migrants just flooding over the border. You've got air full airports just kind of just full with just migrants. I don't know exactly know what's going on, but we're going to bring you the latest. Oh my gosh. Okay, so then we've got a Chicago man asking Trump to come and help with this migrant crisis. Same thing. Yes. Oh my gosh. And then we've got a Christian music artist, Lecrae, who used to be one of my favorites, by the way. I can't even listen to his music anymore, going full woke. Yes. We're going to play a clip from that. You need to pray for that man. We do. Such really good songs. Man up. I love that one. He needs some man up. I secretly like rap. Don't hate on me. We've got that and so much more coming up right after these messages. We'll be right back after this. Okay, so I am so sick of diversity, equity, and inclusion. You know what it does? It doesn't include anyone. It excludes. Yeah, it's excluded. It's diversity, non-equity, non-diverse, non-equity and non-inclusion. And if you rearrange those letters, you have die. <laughs> you do, Diversity, D-E-I. inclusion, yes. and exclusion. Yes. Is what I'm going to call it. And we have what would we could call a based superintendent, a school superintendent out of Oklahoma, the state superintendent. He has had enough of it. And he's also had enough of the persecution of Christians. And so statewide, no more. No more DEI. And Come what I'm on. hoping that goes along with this is the social emotional learning. Yes. That is sexualizing children and the gender nonsense. Mm. And so I want to play this clip for you of the superintendent out of Oklahoma. He also has some good encouraging words out of one of our kind of home away from homes, Tulsa, Oklahoma. We lived there for five years. We did. So I want you guys to hear what's uh, happened in Oklahoma. Got some good news this week. I like good news. We saw the governor last week um, make a historic announcement to take diversity, equity, and inclusion programs out of our higher ed institutions. Um, we applauded that effort, and we are going to move to ensure that the same compliance is held for our K-12 institutions. 
So we will be eliminating any DEI programs from any of our K-12 institutions. Um, DEI should rightly be called discrimination, exclusion, and indoctrination. We need to make sure that our schools are focused on getting back to the basics, not focused on resources and programs that divide us. Our kids, every single one, are created in God's own image. He created us as individuals, not as members of groups like oppressed and oppressors. We all have God-given potential, and the role of education is to unlock that potential, not to destroy it at the altar of woke indoctrination. What we will be doing with this, with this rule is to ensure that we don't have anything related to diversity, equity, and inclusion positions. So that would be the roles themselves. This would be the curriculum. This would be the programs. Um, schools and school resources need to be in supporting students and their outcomes, not creating a culture of victimhood. So what we will be doing is ensuring that our districts are focused on student outcomes, focused on students as individuals. And this will do a tremendous job in ensuring that we won't allow the left to use our schools to indoctrinate our kids, but instead our schools will be there to empower our kids. Um, the next uh, rule that I wanted to highlight for the group is one dealing with religious freedom. You all have heard me give several examples of the issues of these out-of-state groups targeting our teachers and then lately targeting even our students that would pray or mention Bible verses in the classroom. The founders enshrined our religious freedom in the Constitution, but frankly, you all know our, our history, religious freedom predates the Constitution. That was so much of why we had so many who came to this great country. What we've got to do is we've got to ensure that our teachers and students are protected. We have a rule in place that will ensure that prayer and Bible verses and any kind of religious expression there can be protected. We have seen that this group intentionally has targeted some of our small rural schools, and they know what they're doing here. They are intentionally targeting schools that they know would have a tough time fighting them in court. So we have stood with those schools and said, we will stand with you for any kind of legal help that you need in fighting back against these left-wing groups. We are going to continue to pass rules and make sure that we're doing all we can to stand for individuals' religious freedom here in the state of Oklahoma. We will protect prayer in our schools. The last rule that I wanted to bring to your attention before we, we move on is the issue that we've seen in, a, in one district in particular, and that is the use of drag queens as administrators and being hired by a district. We are, we are proposing a rule that would update the teacher code of conduct to include sexual activity in public targeted towards kids to be inappropriate for those that work with our youngest students. So what we will be ensuring is that parents will have concerns have been heard and acted upon. I've heard from parents all over the state that we're very concerned with the left pushing sexuality on our kids, pushing transgender ideology. And so what we will do is we will ensure that our kids are protected in our schools of not being exposed to sexual material, but instead have adults around them that are gonna operate within our kids' best interest. Students should not be exposed to sexually inappropriate material, and we will lead as a state to ensure that every child and every parent 
in our state knows we're doing all that we can to ensure that will not happen in our schools. Wow. What a hard line stance, man. Go Oklahoma. Go Oklahoma. Yeah. A one down 49 states to go. I would. Yes. You know, he was talking about how that he been going after the drag queen story hours. They're not going to have drag queens. Make sure that that doesn't happen in any of our districts. This is this is how we win. This is this is what our founding fathers would uh, would do. Now, you guys know we're not big proponents on public education at all. And let me tell you my my go to now argument for ending the entire public school system. Number one, you can't have anything that is by compulsion. Okay. Number two, the way that schools are set up with property taxes, it's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional for you to go knocking on the door of your neighbor and saying, pay for my child's education center. There's absolutely no reason to a bigger school does not make a better education. More children, as we have, as we know, do not make a better education. Those would be your only arguments to collect property taxes from everyone is if the the very best education would be in a giant building with a ton of kids. Right. But we know that's not true. That's not the best education. So that would be like saying that you can only feed children food Mm -hmm. in a giant building with a bunch of other kids. Yeah. Or you can only house children or children only sleep well. Yeah. In a giant building with a bunch of other kids. Come on. I don't understand the difference between why kids just don't have to sleep there too. <laughs> because well, are there close? We're so close to that. Are, don't we have medical experts that can that can feed your children better? Yeah, and do, and, and help them to sleep better mm. and to do everything better. Right? Why? Why do you? Why do you kids? even have your child at all? Why do you even have it at all? They're just daycares. You know, they're just daycares. All right. And the, but if you're going to be forced into a daycare, let's mitigate some of the problems. Sure. Which is. You're going to be forced into daycare. Let's not be molested in your mind Come on. and in your body. That's okay. Because the sexual, uh, as we know from Alfred Kinsey and, and Margaret Sanger, that they are sexualizing children, especially with the social emotional learning. They're telling kids, you know, we uh, have a, an amazing video. You guys can check it out on all our, I believe on all our platforms for certainly on, our, on Facebook. Uh, a young lady named Abigail, 16 years old, uh, made a video for us. It's like 15 minutes long on the benefits of homeschooling. And she was in public school. And she tells a story of um, her sister who had a teacher who said, you know, look, the, look, there are other animals in the wild who are homosexual. Oh, my gosh. And, and her so sister's really young, and by it's the way. Per- and it's perfectly normal for children to be homosexual. It's perfectly normal. It's, it's perfectly normal for anybody to be in any sort of, you know, there's a gender spectrum. This is what they're teaching kids today. So Oklahoma has put a, you know, drawn a line in the sand, which I highly um, admire. Applaud. Yes. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. So go Oklahoma. Go Oklahoma. Go Oklahoma. Now, we're going to go to another state. We're going to go to Illinois. So the governor of Texas has been sending some busloads of migrants to sanctuary cities. Ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here. Well... (laughs) They, millions of migrants are, are coming through the Arizona, Texas. And what are they supposed borders. to do with them? Like, we can't, we can't just say open borders in Texas and Arizona. Y'all got to keep them. Exactly. And, and we have cities across this nation that have unilaterally declared themselves, unconstitutionally, by the way, sanctuary cities for illegal migrants. Well, if you are a sanctuary city and, and one state can't handle all of the migrants, 
and you're saying bring them here and then they go there and they and they're sent there mm. what's your problem yeah well the mayor of chicago just like the mayor of new york they're having some problems let's hear what the mayor of chicago has to say the issue is not just how we respond in the city of chicago it's the fact that we have a governor a governor, an elected official in the state of Texas that is placing families on buses without shoes, cold, wet, tired, hungry, afraid, traumatized, and then they come to the city of Chicago where we have homelessness, we have mental health clinics that have been shut down and closed, you have people who are seeking employment. The, the governor of Texas needs to take a look in the mirror of the chaos that he is causing for this country. This is not just a Chicago dynamic. He is attacking our country. He is attacking our country. I like that one. That one was my favorite. He's attacking our whole country. No, no, no. What? I, this is hilarious, man. Like, seriously, you asked them to come. Y'all made it a sanctuary city. <laughs> so you've caught these migrants coming over the border, and they are attacking this country. Yeah. So what he basically he's saying is Texas is another country mm -hmm. because... I thought we were all one country. So how how are how are the spreading out of the migrants? How are the migrants in Texas going into your state, attacking the country? That's a very good question. Attacking the country. This one is this one uh, is attacking my country. You know yeah. what though? See, I like to turn it on its head a little bit because we at Resistance Chicks view our states as individual little countries. Mm -hmm. So yeah. in a sense, he's kind of prophetically speaking truth. Yeah, his name is Brandon Johnson, and he, and and he ran on a platform that said. The plan for sanctuary and immigrant justice. Chicago has always been a place that immigrants, migrants, and refugees have called home. It is a place where migrants and refugees from all over the world, from the Jim Crow South to the furthest reaches of the globe, have come to build lives and contribute to everything that makes our city great. For hundreds of years, regular Chicagoans, hundreds of years, by the way, uh, <laughs> hundreds of years. How old is Chicago? I don't know, but I, I just, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. Regular Chicagoans have made our city a welcoming one by helping uh, newly arriving migrants and immigrants. 186 years. So he's, he could say hundreds. He, it's 186 hundreds years. Hundreds of years. Hundreds. Uh, these people are so ignorant. Hundreds of years, They have Leah. no historical background. They they went to the public school system mm -hmm. uh, by, by helping newly arriving migrants and immigrants make connections, find jobs, housing, community. That's what he's saying. Mm. Why are you upset? This is what you ran on. If I ran on a platform just like yours, I'd be excited to have all the migrants there. I thought that the migrants are and immigrants are what made Chicago so great. Aren't you ready? All right, I've got a video here uh, from Fox News uh, that migrants are just absolutely, the, the numbers coming over the border right now, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a winter push, but my, my timeline, my feed, my message box is full of messages. Leah, there's so many, like money more than ever before. Let's roll this. Sources telling me that we've had about 45,000 migrant encounters at our southern border just since Monday. That means we could essentially fill up Yankee Stadium 
in just four days. And we'll give you a live look at the situation here in Lukeville. It is pouring rain out here. It's been pouring rain all night, but that has not stopped the mass illegal crossings. This is the Lukeville port of entry, which has been closed down for weeks now because of what's happening out here. You can see hundreds of illegal immigrants being processed by Border Patrol here underneath the port of entry after they crossed illegally, many of them being handed out those Myler blankets because it's cold and it is very rainy out here. And we'll show you how nonstop it has been. Take a look at this video our team shot yesterday here in Lukeville. Some of the most stunning footage we've shot out here. A single massive group of well over 700 people who crossed illegally through a breach in the border wall yesterday. And as usual, they are coming in from all over the world. We had a lot of adult men from Africa. As you mentioned, Jillian, the uh, agent ratio out here has gotten so bad, upwards of one agent per 200 migrants. So we had a chance to talk to some guys from Ecuador who crossed illegally. They said they're here to work and they are going to sanctuary cities. Take a listen. ¿De dónde son? Ecuador. Todos de Ecuador. ¿Y uh, por qué están aquí? ¿Quieren trabajar? Porque tenemos ganas de trabajar. Está muy peligroso Ecuador. Mucha, Tenemos inseguridad en todos los sentidos. No hay control en el país. ¿Y a dónde vas en los Estados Unidos? Pensilvania. Pensilvania. Nueva York. New York. Chicago. 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 And as you take a look at this video from Eagle Pass, the numbers have been unprecedented this week. Remember, on Monday, we had the highest single day ever recorded of migrant encounters with more than 12,600. It has been absolutely nonstop. Agents are completely overwhelmed. And the Border Patrol Union says more agents than ever are going to have to be working on this holiday, this Christmas holiday, leaving their families because of these mass illegal crossings. The Border Patrol Union telling Fox News uh, in part, quote, while our agents are more than willing to sacrifice the holidays to protect fellow Americans. That is not what they will be doing. They will be processing the illegal border crossers for release into the U.S., while large parts of the border will be left wide open to exploitation by organized crime. These will not be happy holidays for the hardworking men and women of the Border Patrol. And back out here live, I'll step out again. That is exactly what they're doing right now. These agents are processing these migrants. There's only a few of them here for about 200 illegal immigrants. And we have seen the frustration out here in recent days, guys. We'll see these huge mass groups cross. Border Patrol will spend hours processing. Uh, they'll finally get the group done. They'll take a little breath and then they look up and there's a group of like 600 or, seven show, uh, 600 or 700 showing up. And you just see their heads kind of go down and the frustration build. They signed up to patrol the border. Right now, they feel they are social workers, essentially just processing, processing, processing for release. We'll send it back to you. All right, Bill, stay. So that is huge. You've got the Texas border agents outnumbered 200 to 1. And the mayor in Chicago is like, we don't want to deal with it. Mm. We don't want to see it. We are, we're the ones calling them up. So our friend Corey Gray, he's from Nicaragua. And he says that uh, there are ads everywhere telling migrants to go to the United States. Like inviting them, like you you are you are you're, wanted, you're go, wanted. go, you're go. You're wanted, go to the United States. And it's all over South America, go, we want you here, go, we want. And honestly, no one has been able to tell us where the ads are coming from and who, the only thing I can think you of You should be is, able to find out who's funding that. So I do, you know what, just as I said that, it is the, it is the people smugglers. Yeah. So if you want them to you pay you so? money, if you want somebody, they're getting one or two thousand dollars per migrant. So you're going to put out ads. 
these are the fault. These are fake ads. You know, on YouTube, how they have like the fake rock out there. And, <laughs> you know, you're missing out on $5,000 of government funds if you yeah, don't yeah, click yeah. now, right? So these are fake ads by the smugglers themselves. Right. Okay. Telling people that the United States wants you. You've got to convince them to go. Sure. You have to get, convince, a lot. sometimes it's whole families. Most of the time it's, it's young men. But you've got to convince them that the United States wants you. And here's the thing. If you're in South America and your life is bad and you mm -hmm. see an ad saying, Americans want you to work. Yeah. Well, we're going to help you get there. Yeah. The Americans want you there. Come on. Well, you're going to pack up. You're going to think, well, maybe I'll make a better life in America. Yeah. Because that's what the, that's what the ads are saying. Americans want you. They're lying. They know that they're lying. And then when they get here, you know, and so... My mom uh, has a and, and has a really good, you know, kind of take on this. Guys, we need to start preaching the gospel to the migrants, and we need to start teaching the gospel to them so that Amen. they can go back to their. Why is Ecuador is a beautiful country? There's no reason why these Ecuadorians should need to leave their nation, their country. These are strong men. They can build things in Ecuador. There are tons of natural resources. They what they're saying is it's unsafe. Yeah, it's it's run by cartels. Okay, so you need the gospel message, the kingdom message. You need to get these guys filled with the Holy Ghost so they can go down. These are demonic. I'm sure a lot of it's witchcraft. They need yeah. to go, they need to go back down, cast the devil out. Go get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. And Doc Pete. Uh, is, is, is talking about doing this. I know. He's been down there. He's been helping secure the border for a lot of landowners. And he's also been equipping his guys. Like he is doing, pray for him, by the way. Pray for Because he is literally leading his men in getting their relationship with God solid and yeah. then equipping them he is. to do spiritual warfare and to lead yes. people to Jesus. Exactly. It's phenomenal. We're going to get him on, a show, on our show soon. Yeah. You think about it. South America is where we get a lot of our fruit, a lot of our vegetables. Brazil produces, is one of the, the, the largest producers, ex exporters of food in the world. The, the, the amount of natural resources from wood to water to clean water, by yeah. the way. Uh, Nic Nicaragua, where Corey's from, in Central America, is just, it's a beautiful country. Yeah. It's absolutely beautiful. They, 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 and they can grow food. Like, literally, it's hard to not grow food. That's how easy it is. Exactly. And you just put a seed in the ground and it grows. So why do they need to come to the United States? Instability. Mm. We see Bukele. Bukele just came out with a really cool ad, a Christmas ad with him and his wife. Yes. He... He's he's actually uh, it, uh, he's actually turned that around, El Salvador. Yes, he's turned that nation around. He turned it around. They even had Miss like Universe there. I'm not about the pageant, but that just shows the the stability of the and the safety that they, people could come from around the world. Well, they arrested the like every MS13, MS -13 gang, gang, gang member in the entire nation, and they had mass trials. Yes, and if you know, it, it's helpful though that they have it tattooed around Here's their body. Here's what I'm wondering about the these, and I know we have to we have to go before the break here, but what I'm wondering about these mass trials, mm -hmm. and they have incarcerated these people. They are in prison. Mm -hmm. Well, they can't stay in prison forever. Mm -hmm. So are they being rehabilitated? Yes. I don't know. And, and, and you do have to know who they need to start bringing in pastors, like they do. not just pastors. I'm they talking about like filled with the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. So that's what we need to start praying for as the migrants are coming in. But they're not just coming from South America. Yeah, this is the this is the real ticket. So the the the, the migrant smugglers are what they're doing is they're bringing uh, guys over from Africa. And a lot of them are coming from Asia and Africa, yeah. huge numbers. And they become indentured servants. Uh, Doc Pete uh, told us that they wear these wristbands, that they mm -hmm. can't afford to pay the full price. 
this is human trafficking. Wow. And they become slaves. And this is what the Biden administration isn't telling you. They are this slaves. is slavery. Yes. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. indentured servitude is illegal, by the way. Yes. You don't get to sell yourself. That's called slavery. But But you know how you know where racism really does exist? Where? The average um white liberal. Oh, absolutely. It's actually like, well, but if they want to pay their way and then they have to work for so many years, but you know, then that's okay. You know where we can talk about this? On Brighteon, on the Brighteon.tv network, which we love. And the producers over there are my favorite people on the planet. Everything about this network is stellar and anointed and so full of the power of God. And you can support this network yes. by going to the Brighteonstore.com. Use promo code CHICKS. You will save 5% and you will be able to continue to hear these kind of messages, free speech, where you won't get yes. news like this anywhere on the planet. They have some of the most amazing hosts on Brighteon TV. We absolutely love it here. It's like coming home every Friday. Uh, and if you're enjoying it, don't use, go anywhere. Use promo code CHICKS, guys. Take a listen to our sponsors and come right back after these amazing messages. What's on the other half, Leah? Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we'll be right back. South of the border. That's what I keep thinking every really? time we're talking about these migrants. Yeah. No border patrol agents are patrolling large areas of border as 14,000 migrants enter city in a single day. That doesn't even seem like a real possible number. Agents are reassigned to guard them. Okay. This is absolutely crazy. In the last week, the number of migrants illegally entering the U.S. through Eagle Pass and then claiming asylum, which legally forces the Border Patrol to give them paperwork allowing them to stay in the U.S. while their asylum cases heard has been climbing. But starting Monday, the numbers exploded. In the last 24 hours, and this is a couple-day-old article here from the Daily Mail, 14,000 migrants rushed the popular migrant crossing spot uh, that is home to just 30,000 Texans. So imagine your hometown. Mm. Just imagine your hometown. And then half of that population just shows up. Okay. U.S. Congressman Tony Gonzalez tweeted a video showing a sea of migrants waiting under a bridge in Eagle Pass, the community he represents, waiting to be processed by the U.S. Border Patrol. Christmas Day will be worse. Oh, my gosh. Biden has abandoned border communities like mine. Mm. This is absolutely crazy, crazy, crazy numbers. Gonzalez described the situation as dire in international as international bridges have been shut down in the city, costing locals fifteen thousand dollars a day. About 60 percent of Eagle Pass's revenue comes from tolls collected from international bridge crossings. Eagle Pass only has 58 uniformed police officers, 58 police officers, 15,000 illegal migrants, and many of them are also helping Border Patrol right now handling the masses. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott signed a law allowing local police to arrest migrants Monday night. However, the law doesn't go into force until next year. Mm. Already leaders in Democratic El Paso have sued to stop the controversial SB4 uh, uh, from actually going into effect. This is absolutely crazy craziness. We have silence from the president, silence from the vice president, silence from a lot of politicians. And that's what they do. It's like they're sitting in the room watching somebody being beaten and they're just 
watching. They oh, don't even care. Okay. We really need Congress to act and act now. This is a disaster situation for the city of Eagle Pass. However, the ripple effects of this will extend into the rest of the state and even to other parts of the country. Border Patrol agents normally posted at roadside checkpoints leading into the U.S. have been redirected to help Eagle Pass. It's an absolute collapse of the border, said Sheriff Thaddeus Cleveland, the top lawman in neighboring Terrell County. That leaves no one to stop drugs and migrants being smuggled into the U.S. You know, I really think about the kids. There's a video of um, going going around social media where a man is in an airport and he asks Border Patrol, where are you taking these children? They don't have adults with them. Mm. Where are you taking them? And he says, no, no, no concern. None your business. What do you mean it's no concern? We have 78,000 unaccounted for children. I thought that we cared about mm. children. I thought we cared about migrants and we do. And we absolutely do. Because for every migrant that is working on your roof or doing your lawn care, there's 10 or so that are in sex slave or, wow. or some sort of, um, that, you know, there's, they die along the way. Mm -hmm. They're selling their souls. The, you increase the amount of gotaways. You increase the opportunity for cartels to bring drugs in successfully. I'm telling you, those, a lot of migrants coming over the border, part of their pay, of how, how they pay the cartels is you're going to be a mule. You're bringing these drugs over. And then we see constantly I'm, I'm coming in. The, and and the, these are the direct correlations between I'm praying mm -hmm. for parents whose kids are stuck on, on heroin right. and fentanyl and um, all of these street drugs. But they wouldn't be here. They're not made here. They're coming from China. Fentanyl's coming from China through the border. China wants to destroy our kids. Okay, well, maybe kids shouldn't do drugs. Well, yeah, well, maybe you shouldn't send them to public schools then. Okay, maybe. There's a lot of maybes. But you know what? If you're unwinding a lot of these things, you can stop a lot of this madness right there at the border. Come on. All right? It's it's crazy. So I've got a video here that shows a few uh, a few clips of uh, the, the various migrant camps and then a very upset Chicagoan who would like Donald Trump maybe to come and fix this uh, mess. Let's let's hear what he has to say. anti-immigrants, illegal, call ICE, send them all back, waiting across the Rio Grande for, and, and don't uh, obey our immigration and naturalization laws. And to see another group come over here, it's disgraceful. It is un-American. 
and these rules that you have. The rule, who made these rules? When did the ultimate vote for these rules? When did the people have time to, to participate in making these rules? And one of you all came over to me, Mr. Blakemore, we got little children. What about the black children in the ghetto? We got to make a future for them. These others will move them out. Move us out and they come in to compete with jobs, goods, and contracts and service. A historian called Addison say that they have a negative effect on the black community. I'm strictly advocating for black people and call ice on them. Trump, come in here. Clean this mess up. The most corrupt city in the United States is the city of Chicago. And that's not my... Thank you, Mr. Blakemore, for your comments. <laughs> We're bringing a third host onto the show. <laughs> the Chihui Hui, a.k.a. Bella, the Chihuahua, was crying to be held. So here she is. You know what I loved about that guy? I can take her. Is like he needed a mobile mic microphone. He did. Like he was holding that thing. Yeah. Like I like like I don't even know. He was ready to just take off running with it. He was, you know, moving yeah. all around, holding on to it. It's not that kind of mic, man. You know, it's interesting because you do see uh, another lady came on and said, I, I, I appreciate migrants, but they've got to come in legally. Yeah. And we've got veterans on the streets. We've got people you can't take care of. And there's something when it hits your pocketbook, when it hits your life, that it starts to make a difference. But what about everybody else? What about everybody else's lives who are being being hit, being hammered? Those on the border. You know, Doc Pete is down there trying to secure the border for yes. a lot of ranchers who they'll just be out there and then find a dead body. I know. Could you even imagine? Like, it's fine to occasionally find, like, the coyote-eaten, you know, cow or something like that. Yeah. But to find, like, a dead human a dead random human. on your property, I'm not really sure how you would handle that. I, I mean, don't. I don't know, but Doc helps him do it. He does. All right, we're going to switch gears just a little bit here. It's kind of stay on the same same vein because, you know, my friend Corey and my friend Jason, they, they're they really concerned. Mike Adams is concerned. A lot of people are concerned. Uh, some people are thinking civil war, that they're coming in. I don't think that. I don't think the migrants are coming in here to fight us at all. Um, I believe that there is just – there there is a – a power that has been unleashed that even the left can't control. Mm. And it's, it's the, the, these cartel members are out to make money. Yeah. And until you stop people who just want to make money by trafficking people, I mean, it comes, sometimes it is just that simple. Yeah. And sometimes you have the, 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 the high people, the elites who are being blackmailed. Uh, we do know that Epstein's list came out. And there's a, I have a video on our second half of our show, if you guys want to check it out, where Benny Johnson interviews a man who says that a lot of Republican congressmen are compromised by that list. And so they can't speak out and they can't do anything because they're compromised. And that should come as no surprise to us. That should come as no surprise. But Tucker Carlson is on with Jack Posobiec, and he says that in the next crisis, we're not going to be ready for it. Uh, let's hear what Tucker has to say. I think that we're in for a period of true domestic chaos. Yeah, this is not good. No, because, yeah, whatever. I don't want to get luxury about it, but, you know, we had a, a massive economic crisis in October of 1929. It lasted for more than 10 years. 
And the country, you know, went through volatility, but it hung together because the population had a lot in common with one another. Right. And so you could have, you know, the biggest domestic mobilization in history, the Civilian Conservation Corps, led by General Douglas MacArthur, by the That's way. Right. Everyone forgets that. And and the country did fine and was able to participate in World War II effectively, et cetera, et cetera. They didn't win World War II, but they they fought valiantly and like the country held together. And then we had a boom period for 20 years. That would not be the story if we had another depression because you've had tens of millions of people come here, not because they love America or believe in our founding documents. They don't know what they are. And they have all been told to hate white people. No, they came here because they want to make more money. Well, if that promise dries up and they're here, like, what does that look like? Well, you have true social disunity and you have actual poverty and you have a government that can't kind of print its way out of it because your debt service is like bigger than your defense budget. Like what, it, what happens is, and I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm not a super high IQ person. I'm hardly a genius. I'm just sort of like an observer. And this is obvious to me. So where are the central planners on this? This has never occurred to them. Like we're not supposed to notice these things. No, but like what, yeah. let's, let's say markets collapse tomorrow, which is entirely possible. Of course. It doesn't happen. But if it does, and all of a sudden the government's like, we can't make good on all these payments that we promised, including to the tens of millions of migrants, all of whom are on welfare, right. every single one of them. And then what happens? I'm serious. What happens? Do you think, do you think. And they have under, no credibility. No do one you think them? under those conditions? And we, we just see, we just saw there's a new movie coming out and it's all about civil war. You know, here's the deal, Leah. Is it really going to come to civil war? I know you said earlier, you're like, no, I don't think so. When I think about civil war, let's let's think about this really quickly, though. If it was the migrants, you wouldn't really be able to call it civil war because civil war is something that happens between between people that are. I know. I know. Citizens, citizens of your nation. Citizens. So it wouldn't really be a civil yeah, war. It wouldn't. Yeah. Right. It would be some sort of. But it's I don't think that. that Guys, everybody knows that if we're going to fight anybody, it's just going to be our own government. Mm -hmm. And then and then at that point, if we were to really start fighting our, our own government, and this is what they don't understand about January 6th, if we actually took up arms against our own federal government, the bloodshed would be... It's like it's game over. over. It, you know, level. it's bigger it's, than that now, yeah. though, because we have oh, yeah. weapons before, like beyond what was in the Civil War. You wouldn't. It's not going not, to happen. These are muskets we're talking so, about. And so, what I mean is, I, I don't you think know why we, should... we don't nu nuke Russia, or you know why we don't nuke these nations? Mm -hmm. Because they nuke back. They're... And that's the same thing with a civil war here. The reason why the government doesn't attack the United States civilians is because the United States civilians would attack back, and vice versa. There's no way out. There is There's no it's, way it's out like, that way. It's I, I don't, everybody keeps saying, let's have a national divorce. How? You guys, you can't do that. We have so many states intertwined. There is no left, right. There is no north, south. And I would add to it this, and this is very important for everybody to take home, okay? We are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And so if our government is ruling over us, we've done something wrong. So, And so it's not that we have elected tyrants. Okay, our spiritual walk with God has allowed them in. So get your life right with Christ. Start there, and then we can start taking back our government because our government is an express reflection yes. of who we are as a yeah. people. So stop blaming the government as oh. it's as a some sort of separate entity and look Thank inward. You, you it's know, like saying 
I have this infection mm-hmm. on my body and, and trying to say that it's some sort of separate thing. No, yeah. you need to start doing something in your body so that it can get rid of the infection, but it's still a part of who you oh, are. You don't get to so just good. chop your arm off. We, we, the people are the government. Okay. So Michelle, what Michelle just said is absolutely true. If you've got gonorrhea, who were you sleeping with? That's very true. Just asking a question. So what are what, these civil war people? What are they expecting? So where are we going to have, we're going to have a nice truce to where, you know what? We got some people in Pennsylvania. We're going to, we're going to divide the States up. Maybe Republican, like Ohio might be Republican. I don't think there's a lot of people in uh, Cuyahoga County in Cleveland, the Democrats that want to switch over to Pennsylvania. Are they, and the Pennsylvanians are going to come over here that are Republican. Like what's your plan? But you know, what's interesting is that is actually how our country was founded. It was actually started and each state was just one denomination. Forget party. Mm-hmm. It was, and they were everybody was a Christian. And then each state was uh, ha- had a certain religion to a certain uh, denomination to it because they 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 wanted social cohesion. And what people are saying right now is, I want social cohesion, but they're they're just pulling in two directions. Mm-hmm. That's why we see, have to seek the Holy Spirit, which goes to a revival that we're going to be having in Indiana. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. So. You guys remember Bards Fest? We just literally just this past September, mm-hmm. phenomenal event. Mm-hmm. The power of God fell. We met a couple there, uh, Tag and Becky Morris, who live in Indiana, and they have a small group that's separate from their church, but a part yeah. of their church. And they meet, I think, every Saturday or once. I think it's every Saturday. Okay. I think it's every Saturday. And they said, Would you and Leah be willing to come and just do revival for our small group? And we were like, yes. And they came to us and they said, well, actually, we have a really big space. We can invite people. Can You can bring as many people as you want. So y'all invited. So y'all invited January 13th. It's a Saturday in Oxford, Indiana. Indiana. It's going to start at 5 p.m. They're going to have food. Tag is, he raises beef. So there's going to actually be steaks. Okay, but that's not why you should come. I want you to come because if you need a move of God, if you need deliverance, if you need prayer for, uh, if you want to get filled with the Holy Ghost, if you want a prayer for maybe a prodigal child or healing or whatever it is that you need prayer for, you're just like, I need to level up. Because what we're talking about, the things that are going on in our nation are far too big for the spiritual tools that I have. Mm-hmm. And I need more. We want you guys to come. Yeah. And bring people who need that touch of God. So you'll be able to find out more information as of late tonight on resistancechicks.com. I want you to go to the show and event calendar late tonight. I'll have it up. Um, and I'll have this flyer there available to download to share on your social media. Invite everybody that you want to or that you can. When we did a similar revival here in Ohio a couple of months ago, it was crazy. We had people that came from out of state. You can come and we are going to be staying overnight because it's a drive for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So even we will be staying overnight. It's I think it's like three and a half hour drive for Leah and I. So it's going to be a big deal. And we'll go as late as we need to go. When we did the night of freedom on October 31st, we were there until like six or seven in the morning. Mm -hmm. We will we will stay and we will pray with you. If you need a word from God, we will ask God to to get one for you. Okay, I want you guys to, to put this on your calendar. January 13th, head out to Indiana. Oxford, Indiana, it is going to be a phenomenal event. And I'm really, really excited to be able to offer this to you guys because we do events in Ohio all of the time, but to move a little bit more West makes it a little bit more convenient for some of you. So Mm -hmm. I want you guys, if you can make it to come, especially if you live in Michigan, 
um, Illinois, Indiana, head out, head out and come and see us. I think yeah. it's going to, you're, you will leave changed that much. I can promise you money back guarantee. Mm, there you go. Cause you're not paying anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I want to, uh, roll into this clip from Lecrae. Michelle and I, uh, kind of grew up in our teen, late, early twenties, listening to Lecrae. He was a Christian rapper, kind of cool mainstream, uh, but he's gone woke, and I want to hear. I want to hear your thoughts, guys, on 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 where the church is going. Let's hear what Lecrae has to say. The Christian community does not treat the gay community well. Has not historically, right? That's just not, you know, anything to hide. Um, and that's because there are varying degrees of perspectives and objectives as it pertains to Christians engaging culture. Um, because here's and here's a caveat because I, I didn't even know I was going to go here. But here's a caveat before we get into little Nas X specifically. I'm a firm believer that, you know, same sex attraction is not a choice for everybody. Um, And if you are born with a propensity or an attraction toward a, the same sex, that in and of itself is not condemnable. Like, that's not something you condemn someone for. And I think that's what's consistently happened in the churches. People have said, hey, I am attracted to the same sex. Oh, you're going to hell. That's not okay. Um, on top of that, people outside the church have said, hey, not only am I same sex attracted, I'm acting on it. And the Christian community is pointed fingers again, but, but what about all the people outside the church who do all kinds of things that we would consider sin? Like where's the uproar for, I don't know, gluttony, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and here's my, my biggest issue. When we come back to Lil Nas X, it's not even about his, his sexuality. It's about his lifestyle choices in general, right? Like people are upset about his lifestyle choices. People are upset about rappers' lifestyle choices in general. People are upset about non-Christian lifestyle choices in general. What are we expecting? You know, there he makes a lot of really good points, but I would, I would, this is what I would say. Lecrae, that's not the church that I'm finding. I find the church actually incredibly welcoming. If you are same-sex attracted, come in, let's talk. But we can't accept your, your sin. To we will help you through it. homosexuality to, to eating too many pieces of cake. Yeah, it's not the same thing. That's not, that's not a sin. The line is drawn in the sand. Right. Sexual sin, impure thoughts. Jesus said it's better to cut a, pluck your eye out than for you right. to lust after somebody, much less somebody of the opposite gender. And this is where the church is going. It is. But I think that I've been praying for Lecrae. I think he's going to wake up. He's more, and, and honestly, the issue with I ha that I have with him more on the wokeness is the racial issues. Mm -hmm. He sees that a little bit differently, and I under I can understand why, but I'm praying that he wakes up. A little bit differently? He's, he's full BLM. He is, He's yes. anti-white. It's weird. And those people are what made and, you and wealthy. Exactly, because all of we his fans are a bunch of white records. kids. We bought your records. We thought you were just a regular Christian, and you saw us as regular people. I didn't know you were racist. Exactly. Look so it goes, it goes way deeper than that. But you know it goes way deeper? The birth of Jesus. 
And Lee and I want to wish you a very, very Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend this weekend. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we'll see you next time right here from TV. God bless. The preceding show was sponsored by. Welcome back to Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. We are doing great. <laughs> And I'm gonna, we're, you guys are with us for some technical difficulties here today. We are trying very hard to transition to a new system. And we were so close today. And now we are partially on a new system. And that is a new soundboard with new microphones. I am worried. I tried to do a test before we got started, but I didn't actually have the right mic on. So you're going to be testing with us live. So I'm going to just, just give me one second here. All right, so the microphone is not on an echo. That's good. I'm going to, we're going to do a test on a video when we go to play our first video and hope that there's no echo. So I'm going to pull up the chat and you guys get to be a part of the, and I'm, I'm going to be ready to hear the Michelle, it's echoing. And we're going to just troubleshoot chat. together. You guys get, get to, to be, be a part of oh, that. You heard me because I, there we go. That's muted. Um, but we just had a great show on Brighton. Talked about a lot of things, a lot of the things that are going on with the migrant crisis. Yeah, it's crazy. An unheard of yeah, amount 14, of 000. people. 14,000 in like one day. And feel it's free crazy. while you're listening, if Leah is louder or I'm louder or something needs to be changed, the actual sound quality of what you're hearing is going to be edited. We have not had time to go in and change the sound settings. We want to eventually end up sounding exactly like Scott Kesterson. We want to come on here and you guys are going to go, oh my gosh, is that Scott or is it Leah and Michelle? I don't know. I can't tell. It's going to be really like there's hard a, to there's tell. There's literally a Scott Kesterson preset on here somewhere, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. It, it'll just, it's like AI. It'll be translated. It'll be AI. Yeah. So that, um, that deep uh, radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> hello patriots he does have that hello patriots uh so i can make leah a little bit louder and i can turn myself down so help us in the chat feel free no offense taken we literally require your feedback on all of this so leah let's do something what do you want to play first and we'll just do a little trial something that's not super important that we can mess around with i want you to play oliver anthony uh, playing this video that uh, went down at a Walmart in Kansas City. Wish all we right. could have all been there. This went down at a Walmart. A Walmart. Okay. Usually when I see these, it's a fight. And I'm so refreshed. This is a refreshing. tech part but the video itself is super cool that's like crazy at a walmart i want to be there for that
there you are playing again on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an echo. That's just me playing it on my phone, trying to get it to go. Okay. So, all right, we have success at least. This is for those, no, nobody that's watching right now even cares about what's happening um, from my end, but I will count this as half a success. Okay. We have the new mics going. Okay. We have the Roadcaster 2 going. That was a big thing. And there's you've been no trying, echo. That's what you've been, you've been trying to do that for about six months. Right. The issue that we were having is getting Leah's tabs to be able to screen share. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to go glass half full. Uh, I'm feeling over half I, full there. I feel full? good about it. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> 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 all right what else do we have for merry christmas this season oh and i have all your tabs up i can play whichever ones you want they're still up i'm still screen sharing you want to go somewhere else let's go uh, are you still screen sharing i am all right well you know this article here i like this from the daily caller why the first amendment doesn't protect satan's statues <laughs> You know, we covered That's this good. last week. It was a big to-do. Even Jenna Ellis was saying the First Amendment covers Satan's tattoos. Yeah, I think it does cover the tattoos, not the statues. Uh, especially in public places. Every time around this year, children and adults alike are greeted by the joyful traditional harbingers of the Christmas season. Christmas trees and wreaths and candy canes, Santa Claus and manger scenes. But this year in Iowa, however, people of goodwill were greeted by a little de literal depiction of Satan in the form of Baphomet, who is literally like a sex god. That is, until it was similarly and understandably beheaded by a Christian Navy veteran in the act of civil disobedience. Now, every year conservatives talk about the war on Christmas. Every year we're dismissed by the left and the corporate media. But when the people of Iowa are forced to choose between either having a statue of the evil one on taxpayer grounds or not having Christmas displays at all, can any casual observer really argue otherwise? Because... If I can't put up Baphomet, you can't put up Jesus. So nobody gets it. And while this is an extreme example, the war on Christmas is just as pervasive in America's public schools, though many of us have gotten used to it by now. I, I remember I just saw something in Twitter that a, uh, a teacher was told to take down Christmas decorations like a Christmas stinking tree. What? Yeah, like pagan Christmas tree. Like, I thought you were allowed to do the jolly old Santa Hang Nicholas. on a minute. Wait a minute. We sang like... It's a tree. Did you put out pumpkins, lady? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. It's a tree. It's an evergreen tree. Since when do we ban nature? How many of us recall seeing our children's schools sterilized of any reference to Christmas? I didn't know that they were doing that because Christmas is pretty pagan, you know, uh, in a lot of ways. Merry Jolly Christmas. old St. Nicholas, land the year this way, and don't you wow. tell a single soul what I'm going to say. That was the first song I learned on the recorder in third grade. I know, I'm feeling it. Yeah, so um, I think it's because it's the word saint. Like, they recognize that even the reference to Santa Claus oh, you know is what? Christian. You know what? Because even even when those... That's got to be it. You know, they thought that they could get a hold on the kids with, like, the whole Santa Claus thing, but it's, like, flipping on them because a lot of people are like, yeah, well, he was a real saint. And the, and, and the public school's like, I truly believe, honestly, I am not as adverse to Santa anymore. Now, do not lie to your kids and tell them that there's a mythical Santa. Tell them about the real Saint Nick. Tell them about the real guy, okay? 
and how he had this dowry for these three daughters who couldn't get married and all these things. And um, Tom, Tom was a real priest. I like from Corey Gray. Satanism is a terrorist organization and not protected under the First Amendment. Yeah, good, yeah. Corey. Okay, so proponents, thanks, Corey. <laughs> so proponents of, of the Baphomet statue argue that their religion is just as valid as anyone else's and that if Christians and Jews want to wreck manger scenes and menorahs on public grounds and Satanists must be given equal time and, and pays space. But you know what's so funny is they're not real Satanists. They say, I'm not really Satan. I'm just making fun of Christianity. So, you know. There are several people in the legal wing, of, legal wing of conservative Inc. who make a similar argument claiming that the First Amendment demands total neutrality in the public square and does not allow government to make any sort of value judgments. They make this argument. Remember, Baphomet is like known for like really like child sex sacrifice. So like, mm -hmm. no. OK, they make this argument, even though that the Satanists in question are clearly operating in bad faith, effectively a constitutional patent trolls uh, who are weaponizing the First Amendment instead of seeking the blessings of liberty. The right. American founding uh, generation. This is not the Hindu people who would like some sort of like, you know, whatever yogi guy up there. Uh, not only understood that religion and the virtue it teaches were necessary to the per, uh, preservation of the republic, religion and morality being necessary to good government, schools and means of education shall forever be encouraged. That's in the Northwest Ordinance. It's in a lot of other Christ uh, founding documents. Religion, they meant Christianity. There was no other religion. There, Hinduism wasn't here, and they were battling Muslims. So it was only Christianity. Uh, most people know the lines about foreign policy in George Washington's farewell address, but too many today overlook what where he makes it clear that religion and morality are indispensable supports of political prosperity and the well-being of the republic. John Adams made it clear that our Constitution, complete with its Bill of Rights, was made only for a moral and religious people. They mean religious as in Christianity. Come on. Okay, not a fake Satanist. That's not real religion. So, so Jenna Ellis, step aside, chickie. Yes. Okay, so uh, was wholly inadequate to the government of any other. Uh, he made that point as president to members of the Massachusetts militia. Finally, while the founding generation had a much more robust understanding of federalism than ours, which meant that the federal Congress didn't get involved in too much education policy, they understood that they had such power when it came to matters within the territories. I spoke about this in the Northwest Ordinance. The Articles of Confederation Congress formally encouraged the creation of schools in new territories. We're talking about this. Uh, to uh, look at this and the countless other examples of the founding fathers' views on religion, morality, in the public square, and conclude that these men intended the First Amendment to protect statues of Satan in the same way as they protect Christmas displays just just doesn't square with reality. I talk about this all the time. The Constitution is supposed to be decided in the, in the Supreme Court according to original intent. Our founding fathers, in no way, no way, no how, intended the First Amendment to cover Satanism. Original intent, strike it down, you crazies. Or drag queen story hour or anything else obscene. Again, an honest appraisal of the prevailing mindset among those who passed the First Amendment out of Congress and ratified it in the, in the state conventions proves both propositions to be patently absurd. The same is true for America's public schools. Education freedom does not just mean giving parents and students the means and freedom to make educational choices where their faith traditions and holiday traditions are honored. It also means allowing parents and educators to decide community by community what they choose to honor and display on the schools and public grounds under their own control and influence through deliberation and democratic process without the dictatorial fiats and legal contortions of unelected federal judges saying otherwise. 
People of faith and goodwill know that there has been a war on Christmas since the days of King Herod and that there will always be those who wish to diminish and obfuscate the celebration of the birth of Jesus, the Savior of the world. We also know who is really behind these efforts because we do not battle against the powers of this world, as Scripture tells us. But despite all of this opposition, we do not have to yield to the war on Christmas, nor would our founders expect us to. Thank you, Jesus. This is Ryan Walters, the superintendent of Oklahoma State Department of Education. And you need to follow him because, boy, is he doing good things because we played his clip where he just axed the uh, DEI uh, craziness, diversity, equity, inclusion. And if you axed, invert that. As in, like, taking an axe to the root, not like, did you ax me a question? He, if that, if you, if you take DEI and you invert the the last two letters, you get die yes. diversity, inclusion, and exclusion. Basically, what I'm calling it, uh, discrimination, exclusion. Okay, and uh, so he's doing a, a great work. So check out the first part of our Brighty on show, which yes, you guys really know good. we don't ever ask you to pay us or we don't have a paywall for extra content just... or anything. But uh, we do go live on Friday on at 6 o'clock. <laughs> Sherry says, I heard that axed, LOL. Uh, the the spam on Rumble is hilarious. Can I just, just can I have a little we fun for a second? We get spam on Rumble? Yeah, it's really weird. Fun. And our mods are so on it. So you guys are amazing. The You, you moderators are fantastic. Somebody just, <laughs> just came on <laughs> in big, bold caps letters. <laughs> Probably typed in there about 25 or 30 times. Mm-hmm. It says, I have diarrhea. <laughs> Are you kidding? I'm like, okay, okay, wait. So I why, understand though? coming in and spamming for like getting somebody to click on your link. Or, or like, like I'm just, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, so let me tell you guys, we did cover. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, so I, let me read a couple of comments here. These are from Corey. Um, really, really good stuff. You can't even understand the Constitution without the Holy Spirit. The founder's solution to invasion was malicious. Studying the founders tonight, actually, glad I turned this on, teaching my son the Constitution. Quote, only a virtuous people are capable of freedom. As nations become corrupt and vicious, they have more need of masters, Benjamin Franklin. Crazy, our founders had the answers for us today, 250 years earlier. Many prophets, Thomas Jefferson, quote, the good sense of the people will always be found to be the best army. They may be led astray for a moment, but will soon correct themselves. Very well mm. said. Patriot Gallery, I was asking about the um, volume. And uh, she says, because I can adjust Leah's volume. I have her turned up because she talks way softer than I do. Um, and she says, Leah's voice tends to be louder, but gives people the opportunity to use their own volume buttons. Mom, that's what we're trying to avoid. I don't want everybody to have to keep using their own volume buttons. You can let me know. Um, Patrick Gallery says, it is good to be a little louder for the deaf or hard of hearing. You guys sometimes talk so fast, no one can read your lips. That's so funny, Mom. All right. Do you have the clip? Can you bring up the clip that I sent to you with Tucker Carlson talking about... Uh, Donald I didn't Trump. download it on this computer. It's okay. actually on that computer, so you'll have it's to retweet it. It's on my computer. Okay, so speaking of constitutional crises, uh, we have one. We have one going on right now where the Supreme Court of Colorado has decided that Trump can't be on the ballot. Now, it's funny, but it's scary. And Now, so this if, is going to be appealed. I mean, I, I don't know. You, I guess the Supreme Court is official, official. Like, that's the end of the road. 
Oh, no, 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 this is not the end of the road. It's the Supreme Court of Colorado, so it has to go to the Supreme Court of the United States. Exactly, right. But if we did not have a kind of center a little bit grounded in the Constitution, Supreme Court, Trump, they could literally keep anybody from being on the ballot. And this is a very strange world that we're in. And if it weren't funny because we know it will be repealed, it would be really, really scary. Right. It would be. And so I'm going to laugh about it, but in another world, in another scenario, if you think about, if you just flip a couple Supreme Court justices to get a couple more of your, you know, a couple, maybe, I don't, honestly, I don't think Ruth Bader Ginsburg would actually, I think she was even, I think she was more of a constitutionalist than who we have now on the left. Because you got Kenji, whatever, Kenji, Kenji, whatever. She was chosen. She's not a very good lawyer. She's not a very good judge. She's not smart. She's she doesn't understand or know the Constitution. She was chosen just because she's a black woman and because she was radically left and incredibly ignorant. This This was was pretty pretty puzzling to watch. Whatever else January 6th was, and in some ways we still don't know exactly what it was, it was not a Trump-led insurrection. The crowd had no guns. They had no plan to overthrow the government. Nothing like that has ever emerged. And above all, Trump was not leading it. He was miles away at the White House at the time, where he issued a public statement calling for calm and nonviolence. So why were the people on television telling us that Trump led an insurrection? This was, of course, a lie, but it was also a very obvious lie. So clearly we were watching the rollout of a talking point, words crafted for a specific purpose. Mm -hmm. But what was the purpose? We got an answer to that question yesterday when the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that because he led an insurrection, Donald Trump's name cannot appear on the state's ballot next fall. The four liberal judges who concluded this cited as their justification Article 3 of the 14th Amendment, which was written in 1868 to keep former Confederate officials from holding office. That was the sum total of their reasoning. Despite the fact Donald Trump has never been convicted by any court of insurrection, and although the 14th Amendment specifically does not apply to the presidency, Donald Trump cannot run for president because he's an insurrectionist. This seemed like lunacy because it was lunacy. 3,000 miles away in El Salvador, there was no question about what was happening. The United States has lost its ability to lecture any other country about, quote, democracy, wrote Salvadoran President Nayib Bukele. And yet in this country, no one on the left dared say that. Instead, Donald Trump's enemies celebrated. The Atlantic Magazine expressed gratitude that unelected judges had, quote, rescued the country from the desires of voters. Because actually, that's democracy. And then there was Jenna Griswold. That's the Colorado Secretary of State. You may not have seen her before, but you will instantly recognize the category she represents. Unhappy 39-year-old liberal women with Ivy League degrees and a deep streak of authoritarian impulses. Here's Griswold on MSNBC last night explaining that a conventional legal process is no longer necessary for the left to get its way. No more trials or evidence or jury verdicts. An accusation made on television is now enough to remove a frontrunner from the presidential race. If Nancy Pelosi and Joe Scarborough call you bad, Americans are not allowed to vote for you. Watch. Look, I believe he incited the insurrection. 
there were big questions around Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, and the Colorado Supreme Court has weighed in in a very loud way, making themselves clear. Frankly, we've never had a president try to steal the presidency and engage in insurrection uh, ever before. So Trump's actions are unprecedented. The Colorado Supreme Court confirmed that the district court got it right, that he did engage in insurrection. I think uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment has to apply to the presidency, because if not, it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. And in a country of laws where no man is above another, um, we can't have one office be able to do whatever they want when it comes to rebellion and then be able to be seated in office again. None of this seems very American. All of it looks like the actual end of democracy. The this is a very weird, weird, weird world that we're living in. You know, I look at UK politics and even over there, they have a much more balanced take on things. The BBC uh, leans heavily left. Yes. OK, but um, they when it comes to a lot of common sense arguments, you can everyday Brits will sit down and have like a more of a um I don't know. It's a nuanced discussion. Right. Even if they disagree. Right. That they actually, I think the the way Thomas Massey puts it is he'd rather talk to an ideologue, mm -hmm. somebody who believes it. So if you right. really truly believe in what you're talking about and you're trying to go about it the right way. Ideologues are, are a rare thing in Washington because most people are doing what they do because someone is pulling their strings. So, but you can sit down and have even some really heated debate with ideologues in the UK and, and kind of even uh, go back and forth with them. Yeah. And in the United States, you don't get the, you don't get that. You don't get to sit down and have to have a discussion with somebody who truly just believes something, right. but wants to try to convince you of their arguments. Like I think of a Russell Brand, right? He's on the left on a lot of issues. Um, and the reason why the needle keeps moving farther left is we're actually having conversations with a Dave Rubin who's on the left or a Tim Pool yeah. who used to be on the left and is still more kind of center right. Um, because these are the, the, like the right is now just anybody who will have a conversation with you. Yeah. And that is a strange world to live in where you used to be able to have, uh, you used to be able to have just conversations with people. Yeah. You know, so uh, Times editorial board member paints opponents to Trump's disqualification as modern day Confederates. Mm. So if, if we are opposed to Trump being taken off the ballot in Colorado, then we're Confederates. This is a strange world. Why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? Those words from the New York Times editorial board member Myra G Gay on MSNBC captured the unhinged coverage of the Colorado Supreme Court's disqualification of Donald Trump from the 2020 for uh, season, you can you can play this. It's, it's it's strange. If you would like to, it's a zero from zero hedge. While the underlying theory under the Fourteenth Amendment, so just explain something to you. The Fourteenth Amendment was used to 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 keep Confederate military officers who fought literally with blood, mm -hmm. you know, shot. I mean, they they conspired. There's a war from holding higher office. Yeah. This they and they're trying to use the Fourteenth Amendment against Donald Trump. Right. It's not, it, it, this is a different world that they're trying to do everything to keep him off the ballot. And it's so strange. Go okay, ahead. So Stacy told me on the last video, we had an echo. Mm. I need you all. You are all now active participants in our mm -hmm. test run. Don't just be quiet. If there's, if there's a little 
bit of um, just tell me. I need to know. To the um, to the Republican candidates' argument that this should be the voters should have the say and not the courts. Why are you standing with Confederates who betrayed this country? And this is what they're standing with is the spirit of those Confederates rather than the Americans who came together after a long and brutal civil war that was fought to keep the Union together uh, and saw, clearly saw a threat in ex-Confederates running for office, so much so that they amended the Constitution to prevent those traitors from running for office. That should send a message that our election system, our electoral system, can be used for nefarious purposes against the democracy itself. It's clear. It's clear as day. Okay, clearly everybody missed, everybody but Stacy missed the assignment. That's okay. I may have just fixed it for that one, but I'm going to need you guys to tell me. Tell me on that clip, was there an echo? Okay, the video does have an echo. Okay. But the, 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 um, Lord help us all. The first one we didn't play didn't. The, I think it probably did, but because they were singing is the worst way to test whether whether there's an echo. Okay. Because it's singing. Okay. And it can sound really nice because it's it just sounds like more voices being added. Because mm -hmm. the the latency of the echo is, um, I know it's not intolerable. You guys are being very kind. <laughs> for me, for what we've been working on for three days, it's a problem. Yes, this one echoed. I know. Um, no, Corey, that's not why we're having an echo. Trust me. We've been working on this for three days. That's not the issue. Um, we will figure we, it out. We got rid of the echo. Something else is, does that mean something else is playing? No, it does not mean anything else is playing. Do something that doesn't require a video while I think. I will. Please. I will. I will. I know this is a really I can definitely dive into this. This is crazy talk that they're doing to Donald Trump. Um, and this is definitely unconstitutional. And it's one of those things where what where we go from here is I'm not exactly sure. So Gay knows that other states and courts have rejected this theory. OK, uh, this theory that either you support this previously rejected theory to prevent voters from casting their ballots for a candidate or you are a Confederate. She, uh, she knows that even the majority said that the precedent for the decision was sparse and that this was uncharted territory. Yet, if you reach the opposing view of most judges who have looked at this question, you are standing not with the Constitution, but with the Confederacy. The obvious attempt is to intimidate and ostracize those who may have qualms over barring citizens from voting for candidates. It is akin to being called a racist on campus if you oppose diversity policies or standards on economic grounds. It is only the latest example of how the left is engaging in McCarthy-like tactics to portray advocates for free speech or other constitutional protections as enemies of the state. Back in the day, it was the Democrats who were denounced for raising such legal objections. Now, Democratic members and pundits attack witnesses as Putin lovers or supporters of insurrectionists in opposing censorship or Confederates for obeying, uh, objecting to ballot cleansing. 
Indeed, the rhetoric used by Gay here is strikingly familiar to the defense for censorship on the left. She added on MSNBC that the Colorado decision should send a message that our electoral system can be used for nefarious purposes against democracy itself. It's clear. It's clear as day. Thus, it is open to up to society to protect citizens from, quote, nefarious uses of free speech or free elections by cleansing ballots and social media. Of course, others simply use the opinion to vent on almost an almost schoolyard level. Rick Wilson of the Lincoln Project taunted the former president and said that the court called you out for what you are, you filthy insurrectionist. You're a losing loser who loses. That is still weirdly preferable to labeling anyone raising constitutional concerns as standing with Confederate traitors. Yet it is remarkable how these critics, who have long objected to Trump rhetoric, have adopted the same personal and reckless um, uh, rhetoric. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Gay's interview should be chilling to anyone who cares about the law and journalism. From uh, Jonathan Turley here, SCOTUS should, uh, the Supreme Court should unanimously uh, rule unanimously against Trump ballot ban. In his book, Profiles of Courage, John F. Kennedy discussed figures who answered the call of history and how such defining moments are an opportunity that sooner or later is presented to us all. That moment will now be presented to nine justices of the United Supreme Court after divided decision of the Colorado Supreme Court to disqualify Donald Trump in the 2024 election. The test for the U.S. Supreme Court is not just what they should do, but how they should do it. As an institution, the court is often called upon to see such moments to bring unity and clarity to our core values. That is why this insidious opinion must not only be unequivocal, but unanimous. The Colorado decision to bar Donald Trump from the ballot will, will be overturned because it is wrong on the history and language of the 14th Amendment. Dead wrong. The question is whether the U.S. Supreme Court will speak with one voice, including the three liberal judges. As with the three Democratic state justices who refused to sign off on the Colorado opinion, these federal justices can now bring a moment of unity, not just for the court, but for the country in rejecting this shockingly anti-democratic theory. For years, the disqualification theory has been treated like some abstract parlor game for law professors. While Democrats call for the disqualification of 120 House members, it was treated as a fringe theory. It has now lost its charm as a legal brain teaser. And you know what? We're already seeing this in the Ukraine. You had um, Zelensky bar an entire party, any journalism, any dissent. That's what they're going for. Uh, uh, Turley says, as I have previously written, the disqualification of Trump is based on the use of a long dormant provision in Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. So after the Civil War, House members were outraged to see Alexander Stevens, the Confederate vice president, seeking to take the oath with an array of other former Confederate senators and military officers. They had all previously taken the same, same oath and then violated it to join a succession movement that claimed the lives of hundreds of thousands of Americans. That was a true rebellion. Donald Trump was not leaving the United States. Did you know the Confederate states were trying to leave the United States of America? They were leaving. They left. They wanted to leave. They wanted to leave. Gone. Gone. States gone. Gone. Hello, gone. They didn't want to be part of the United States anymore. They left. That's called succession. That's called insurrection. Donald Trump wasn't leaving the United States of America. I wanted to say president of the United States of America. <sighs> okay. January 26, 2021 was a riot and what we're calling an inside job. Uh, this does not excuse those who committed crimes, blah, blah, blah. 
The majority of the Colorado Supreme Court adopted sweeping interpretations of every element of the decision to find that Trump not only incited insurrection but can be disqualified under this provision. It does not matter that Trump has never been charged with even incitement or that he called for his supporters to go to the, the Capitol to protest peacefully. Guys, remember what we say. There was no insurrection. There was no insurrection. Okay? Insurrection means war. Insurrections means guns. Insurrection means battle. That did not happen that day. Okay? You can't insurrect without actually insurrecting and, and trying to overthrow the government. And we've seen what insurrection is all around the world. Okay? We know what happens when there's a coup. It's usually the military takes over. And if Donald Trump had got the military on his side and tried to take over, well, maybe that might be an insurrectionist. Uh, what these four justices did was a direct assault on our democratic process in seeking to bar the most popular candidate in the upcoming election. Whatever the view of Trump, this is a decision that should rest with the voters. Not only are these four justices seeking to bar the votes of millions of voters, even barring the counting of write-in votes, but they are doing so in the name of democracy. They, didn't, they don't want even his name written in. Now, I will let you guys know that the Colorado Republican Party has um, decided that they can move and they will move from a ballot deci de deciding who the primary will be because what, what they're ruling on was for the primary. So Vivek Ramaswamy, Donald Trump, uh, Nikki Haley, uh, Ron DeSantis, um, they ruled that Donald Trump couldn't be on the primary as a Republican candidate, which is really weird. But um, the Republican Party can move to a caucus where um, they just choose the party leaders choose who the Republican nominee is going to be for Colorado, and they can do that. So that goes around that, but it shouldn't even have to go there because is this barring, it from, barring him from the general election as well? It is the ballot cleansing that is usually associated with authoritarian countries like Iran, where voters are protected from, quote, unworthy candidates. Mm -hmm. Justice Robert Jackson once observed that he and his colleagues are not final because we are infallible. We are infallible because we are final. Um... A decision on Colorado would put this theory to rest by the sheer finality of the appeal. However, it is not the finality that is needed at this moment. We need clarity. Clarity of purpose and principle. The Supreme Court plays a unique role in our system at times like these. Uh, it must at times defy us in rejecting racism. Okay. Uh, so this is what Turley is saying, that he wants the court to unify. I don't know. I cannot see Kenji Jackson uh I would hope that there is a unanimous decision on this, but you just, you really do not know. You just really don't know. Okay, I'm ready to test another video. Okay, let's test another video. Here we go, here we go, here we go, go, go. Let's test another video. What do we got? What do we got? Who, where are we going to next? Something that's not got a whole group of people. I just need like one person talking so we can see if it's echoing. Well, this Tucker Carlson on the true evil of telling the truth just by himself here. It's a YouTube. And I think people misunderstand evil. They assume that evil is something that you inflict on other people. I do an evil thing to you because I am evil. And what they miss is that that's not exactly how it works. Evil pre-exists us. Now I do. Now I don't. Evil's been around since now the beginning of time. And certainly the beginning of recorded history. We yeah, know but they're that. not going to have it. And it's not something that people simply do to one they're, another. It's something that are. acts yeah, through actually, people. People are. become conduits for evil. And in the process of doing that, what happens to them? Anyone? Anyone? They're destroyed. 
The people doing evil do not win in the end. They are destroyed by the evil that flows through them. What do we got, guys? No echo? No they echo. miserable. Awesome. People. And that's kind of the tell, right? I mean, I remember as a kid, you know, reading books about the mafia. And they were bad, and they killed people, and they loan-sharked and sold heroin, and they did stuff that was bad. I mean, undeniably bad. But the one thing about the people who ran the mafia, at least in New York, they looked kind of happy. <laughs> honest about it. <laughs> they kind of retire to some restaurant in Brooklyn and pat their bellies and smoke and laugh. And, you know, it was kind of working out pretty well for them before the FBI got involved and they did the RICO. Right? It was. And by the way, there are people who do bad things who seem kind of happy with their lives. <laughs> but if you're channeling actual evil, mm. if you're trying to destroy people for the sake of destroying them, mm. If you are lying for the sake of lying, mm. for the thrill of telling a lie, and if you are hurting people for the sin of telling the truth, mm. and you're offended simply because it is true, mm. if the idea that somebody somewhere might be saying a true thing enrages you, mm. that's not politics. That's theology. Mm. You are a conduit for evil. Mm. So the reason I'm going on about this is not to give you some, you know, half-baked theology lecture is merely to let you know what the plan is. Mm. There is no plan. Ha! I told you! They don't have a plan. I told you! There's not a plan. I told you! Why would you, as the American economy sits on the cusp of collapse, when the U.S. dollar is worth, worth less than it's ever been worth, when our debt service is more than our defense spending, and when robotics are eliminating entire classes of jobs for working-class people, why would you admit illegally tens of millions of people from the poorest countries in the world with no skills. Why would you do that? Mm. Is there some crazy plan the Chamber of Commerce, which is for it, by the way, has where this is going to, I don't know, make labor cheaper? No. There's no plan. That will destroy the country, and that's why they're doing it. Mm. And I think a lot of people who are doing that have no conscious awareness of this. I don't think the staff of the Atlantic magazine, many of whom I know, wake up every morning thinking, how could I destroy America, mm. the country where my kids live? I don't. But there is no mistaking the effects of what they're doing. Mm. It's destruction for its own sake. And so that lets us know that it's not even about the next election, which I think is pivotal. It's not about some political debate between, I don't know, pick the buffoons. It's not about whatever the dumb cable channels are doing. It's about your existence here, actually. And so I'm not going to respond to that. So the question is, how do you respond? What do you do? Well, that's one thing you could do. Um, no, what do you do in the face of something this profound? And... Well, of course, you fight back, but what are the tools you need to do that? Hmm. And the first tool you need, it's not even money. In fact, you could look at successful resistance movements. I don't mean revolutionary movements. Resistance movements that actually have made change in their own country. And some of them are unarmed and penniless. Hmm. I mean, you know, a hundred years of the Raj ended pretty quickly under a nonviolent movement in India. And, like, how did they do that? And they did it because they sincerely believed they were right and they were strong inside. Mm. They were strong inside. Mm. That's the key. Mm. 
So how do you become strong inside? Are you getting warmer, baby? <laughs> you get strong inside, and this is a non-sectarian point, which is open to people of all backgrounds and faiths, because this is a truth of the universe. You get strong inside by telling the truth. And, but, 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 but really telling the truth. Mm. Really telling the truth. Not just some truths, but being completely honest all the time, not just in your public-facing life, but in your personal life. Mm. Now, what does that mean? One of the huge misconceptions about telling the truth is that it applies to your descriptions of other people. And that's mm. not the case. The hardest truth, and that's very easy. Oh, you've gained weight. Not a hard call. I personally have heard that before. It's not hard to point out other people's shortcomings. And honestly, you take a kind of perverse, cruel thrill in doing so sometimes. Mm -hmm. And telling the truth can be a cover for cruelty to other people. I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah, you suck. That's true. Okay, great. That's easy, and it's not what I'm talking about. Telling the truth means the hardest truth of all, which is telling the truth about yourself. Mm. Being honest about who you are. It's the commitment to stop playing a role. It's the, it's the commitment to living honestly. And that means revealing who you are without shame. Not posing at all. At all. About you. And you will find, if you attempt this, the first thing you'll find is how unbelievably you dishonest you are. <laughs> I tried this. <laughs> it's sort of like a low-carb diet. It sounds easy, then you realize, actually, I really love Reese's. I just do. I'm sorry. And you didn't really know how much you loved Reese's until you went keto, and then you're like, all I care about is Reese's. <laughs> and then you realize, like, you, you really are kind of disgusting. <laughs> And telling the truth is the same project. If you wake up and you're like, I'm just going to, in every statement I make, in every word that my lips form, I'm going to be honest, particularly about myself. When I make a mistake, I'm going to admit it. When I describe something, I will not exaggerate, not even a little. I'm going to tell the full truth. And there are some things I don't express. Because telling the truth does not obligate you to unload the contents of your brain on anyone else. And there are some things that are ugly and probably best kept inside your own head. Because freedom is impossible without privacy. So you can maintain privacy within your skull. That's okay. But the words your lips form should be utterly true all the time. And if you do that, you will find swelling in your breast a power of unknown origin, but still unmistakably a power, a strength. You become stronger. More than if you ran the Iron Man, you will find yourself empowered in the truest sense. You will find that a force moves through you. Mm. And other people can feel it. It comes off you in waves like a jet engine on a hot day. You can see the weird distortions in the sky. And they will back off. It intimidates people. It scares people if they know that you're strong inside. It doesn't mm, mean... Pause that there. You know, you know uh, it's funny. You can you break it down. I, Michelle and I often get, and I and it and it shocks me, still, uh, that people say um, I'm afraid of you. <laughs> They'll no. Usually it goes like this. It's after we've actually gotten to know the person. Yeah. And they're like, I have to tell you, when I first met you, I was a little afraid of you. You were a little yeah. intimidating. Yeah. You were, and I and I believe that's because 
Michelle and I seek always to tell the truth. Um, we were taught to tell the truth. You yeah. must tell the truth. Right. And we work hard every day to uncover new truths and truths about ourselves and asking Holy Spirit to show us our weaknesses. And I will tell you, um, my life has been a series of recognizing truths about myself mm. and becoming extremely honest about those truths. Michelle, uh, as an older sister who did a lot of things right, <laughs> um, my mom would, 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 would say, now, Michelle, Leah's in charge. Michelle really didn't like that. And in, in a disagreement, my mom would believe me. And I got to, you know, when Tucker Carlson said, telling the truth always, even about yourself, and do not exaggerate. Well, I had to learn that actually, as an older sister, I would exaggerate my own position. And here it comes for all the world to hear. I have I have admitted to this and I have not also, live on air. I have also admitted to taking more money playing Monopoly. No, that you've admitted. That's so and, true. You're but such then a thief. I would feel guilty, so then I would give you extra money too as the banker, because as an older sister, I was I would be the banker and I you can't just take more money for yourself. You gotta give it to your sister too. Okay, we're all having more money. I think that's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think that's I think that's where you got to be. You know, even as a kid, you have to as understand. As Patriot Gallery is typing, Monopoly honest. is an evil game. You yes. never should have owned it. There should have been a game to play with gold and silver. Yes, there should have been. And you horses. Know, you know what? So instead of buying, oh my gosh, we are going to make so much money. We are going to make the Monopoly where you buy homesteads. Well, no, because then, see, it's all about what you can get and get and get. Because I was thinking homesteads and gold and silver, but you're not trying to amass. You would, you know what I would make it so that, like, you would, like, get, like, the cows. Not that you're buying, like, a lot, like, they're available instead of, like, boardwalk and park place. And then, and then we you would, would be get, like, like this the, You would get a, a team of mules, like a really, then, not mules, but, like, what are they called when you, um, the cattle? That and they, then... We yeah, would mules. say that this is so stupid. No, not mules. We're just going to go outside and play with them. What are they animals. called when you oxen? Oxen. So, oxen. so you get it's a boardwalk and park place would be like a really good team of oxen, but you can't really function the team with just one. And then we would be like, I don't even want to play this game. Let's go outside. Leah, I'm but talking. Speaking of this, gold I'm silver. telling you, we're good. This is the new thing, and we can sell it every week on Resistance Chicks. You know what else I want? You know what I want? really want to sell? What's going on in Oklahoma, Missouri? Yeah. Listen over here. Bills have been filed in Oklahoma, Missouri, legislators for the 2024 legislative session that would eliminate state capital gains taxes on the sale of gold and silver. Because as it is right now, so you have to understand that. Where's my where's my silver dollar? Okay, so if I get this and I buy that, this is money, by the way. Do you ever again think about this? Do you go into the bank and do you ask to buy a dollar bill? No. Does this say a dollar on it? Yes. Is this money? One dollar, Bob. Why am I buying this? I shouldn't have to buy it. And you, you used to, I know that a lot of you are too young to recognize that you used to not have to buy this. Michelle, was there a time when you could take a paper dollar and go get one of these? Yes. Did you have to buy it? No. You just give me a silver dollar. Yes. Now, uh, you did have to purchase the brand new ones off the They lot. manipulated you by adding it. Instead of it being $20, they said, well, actually, if you turn in your silver dollar, instead of giving you twenty dollars, I don't think you, you did have to purchase. I take that wait, back. Listen. I don't think you had to purchase any ones. Instead just... of giving you twenty dollars, we'll give you twenty dollars and sixty-seven cents. Well, that's what they did. So, but here's the deal: if I buy this at 
$32 or whatever mm -hmm. it was with spot price. Right. When I sell it, let's say I sell it for $50. So I have to pay capital gains taxes on the difference between what I bought it for and for what I sold it for, okay? Uh, with gold, it's a little bit, you know, you know, a, a, a starker when you're doing that because gold actually is is gaining. And if you have a lot of it, it can add up pretty yeah. quickly if that's your retirement. But this is money. And you shouldn't have to pay capital gains taxes if you bought something at one price and you sold it at another price for your paper dollars. You want to know why? I have one word for you. Inflation. Inflation. Inflation, 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 because a dollar is supposed to be a dollar is supposed to be a dollar. Mm -hmm. And if it takes more paper dollars to get one of these, or if I can get more paper dollars for this, it doesn't mean that I've actually been, and I'm actually any wealthier. It just means that your paper dollars are le worth less. No, and no, actually what it means is you are poorer than you thought because the paper dollars that you have are worth less. Exactly. All right, so. Missouri and Oklahoma want to eliminate state uh, uh, capital gains taxes on the sale of gold and silver. The legislation would also take other steps to treat gold and silver as money instead of as commodities. In Missouri, Representative Doug Ritchie uh, filed HB 1867 on December 11th. Representative B Bill Hardwick filed HB 1955 on December 15th. The bills are comparisons to SB 735 filed in the Senate by Senator William Engel earlier this year. Now in Oklahoma, Senator Shane Jett uh, filed SB 1507 and Senator Nathan Dam uh, uh, is running uh, SB 1508. The enactment of any of these bills would eliminate state capital gains taxes on the sale and exchange of gold and silver bullion. Both of these states are already among the 42 that do not levy sales taxes on gold and silver. Come on. Exempting the sale of gold and silver bullion from taxes lowers the investment costs of precious metals. It also takes a step toward treating gold and silver as money instead of as commodities. Taxes on precious metals bullion erect barriers to using gold and silver as money by raising transactions costs. Okay. Imagine if you asked the grocery clerk to break a $5 bill and he charged you a 35 cent tax. Silly, right? After all. You are only exchanging one form of money for another, but that's essentially what a sales tax on gold and silver bullion does. By eliminating this tax on the exchange of gold and silver, Missouri and Oklahoma would treat specie as money. This is what gold specie. and silver is called specie, by the way, instead of a commodity. This represents a small step towards reestablishing gold and silver as legal tender and breaking down the Fed's monopoly on money. We ought not to tax money, and that's not a good idea. It makes no sense to tax money, said uh, Ron Paul. Uh, that, during man. a testimony in support of an Arizona bill that repealed capital gains taxes on gold and silver in that state. Paper is not money, it's fraud. Ooh, that's the good. impact of enacting this legislation will go beyond mere tax policy. During an event after his Senate committee testimony, Paul pointed out that it's really about the size and scope of government. If you're for less government, you want sound money. The people who want big government, they don't want sound money. They want to deceive you and commit fraud. They want to print the money. They want a monopoly. They want you to get conditioned as our schools have conditioned us to the point where deficits don't matter. Now, I do know some of you have said, Leah and Michelle, why are you focusing? Why have you made the shift towards gold and silver? I will tell you that we haven't made a mental or, 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 or spiritual shift towards gold and silver 
personally, but we've made the shift to you guys because we think you are ready to go back to the Constitution. And a lot of you are are dragging your feet to get there, and and it and it irks you. Mm. It irks you because you have become so conditioned to the Federal Reserve, and 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 you'll and and you'll let me talk about the creature of Jekyll Isle. You'll 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 be you'll go with me when I talk about the creation of the Federal Reserve. But then you stop short of actually enacting the what we can do to start to change that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, when we tell you guys to visit ITM Trading or SD Bullion, and I have a cool video to show you how SD Bullion uh, does their uh, gold and silver, um, this is this is this is not a money making scheme for me. Okay, I am trying to get as much of of the paper dollars out of the system into this system, and we need to get back to this. And this is when we're talking about being honest. Mm. This is honest money. That's good. This is honest. This is honest as a day is long. Buy metalism, where we have silver for small transactions and gold for large transactions, is the way God intended it to be. It's the way our founding fathers intended it to be. And why is this important? Because everything in your life surrounds this. There's no department of education if we're if we're on gold and silver because the fiat dollars to create it doesn't don't exist. There is no sending money to Ukraine if we're on solid gold and silver because can you imagine? Like Michelle said. Nobody is going to put $106 billion of gold and chuck it over to Ukraine, are they? No. They're not going to do that. All that they're doing with the money for Ukraine is just, it's its literally in the computer. Do, 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 boop, boop, boop. Here you go. They've done nothing. They've created nothing. They've actually done nothing. It's not real money. It's monopoly money, okay? Sex trafficking. The illegal migrants coming in and out. Fentanyl, drugs, war, everything that we have in the past 100 years that is bad, that is wrong, that is evil, it comes down to the fact that we have gotten off of a sound money system. A sound money system says, I legitimately have the money for this. When we are talking about being honest, the banks don't legitimately have money. Okay, even Donald Trump made his money not honestly. You know why? Because those banks did not have the money to lend to Donald Trump to invest in the buildings that he built. Mm-hmm. The big businesses, the Walmarts don't exist. They don't exist because the money isn't there to lend it. The banks use fractional reserve banking. They create money out of nothing. They are dishonest. And the Lord says he hates dishonest gain. And that is why there is a major jump to judgment coming on America. Because with dishonest gains, you have crooks. And you have crooks. You're going to have gambling. You're going to have trafficking. You're going to have slavery. You're going to have abuse. You're going to have rape. You're going to have everything evil comes from um, when you're dishonest. Mm. And in America, our original sin, slavery, got it, done, over. The second original sin, putting millions of more people in slavery than you could ever have imagined and destroying families and pulling moms and dads out of homes, is this, is this. Under the provision of the Missouri bill, uh, gold and silver is physical and or electronic form will be accepted as legal tender and would be receivable in payment of all debts. So awesome. What they're saying is, I'm going to tell you something. If Missouri passes this, Missouri will be blessed by God. Because as soon as you as a state and as a people go back to something honest, God will bless you. Amen. God bless Missouri. God will bless Missouri. 
because there are scriptures that say, I hate unjust weights and balances. I hate the, and you just put in, I hate the fiat dollar. I hate the fiat dollar. I hate paper dollars. I hate it. God hates your paper dollars. He absolutely legitimately hates it because what we're doing is it's a, as if we took this silver dollar and we went home, we melted it down and we put in uh, the, the, the uh, uh, iron ore or something, something that rusted in it. He says, your metals, your silver is rusted. Your gold has become cantankerous. Why? Why? Because it becomes a metal that rusts. You have, you have cheated. It's as if we, our, our father says, be honest with one another. Be honest with one another. And you come to me and I take a chip out of here because it's called clipping. And I take a clip out of here and I say, I didn't take a clip out of here. Here, this is the same weight. That's lying. It's cheating. So I want God hates I, it. Let me address this comment here from, from Barry since you brought that up. Britt Baza says, Michelle and Leah, the problem with solid gold and silver money is the criminal element in the UK. The silver and the gold coinage was nibbled around the edges by the population to fiddle the weight. Yes, that has historically always been a problem. That's why we have these. There, you can only whittle it so much before somebody's going to notice that you've done this thing to this coin. Here's what I would say to that. Yes, you're right. However, what you're missing is that statement infers that the paper dollar is immune to that. And the paper dollar has been, all right, that the paper dollar right here that we have is at 0.3% yeah. of what it was. You tell me what this would look like at 0.3%. Mm -hmm. So which one can be nibbled easier? Mm -hmm. The paper dollar or the coin? You're going to, you're going to, you're going to Because you can only nibble this puppy down so far. Right. Before you're this, before you go and plunking down a little piece of a tooth, like, that's what I got left. The paper dollar, they can do, and nobody watches, and nobody sees, and it's done in the dead of night, and then they pocket it. So the big criminals took the concept of clipping coins and they transferred it to the paper dollar and they're like, now we can do it and no one will see our crime and no That's one will know. So the criminality has spread like a cancer, whereas this actually limits how much you can nibble, whereas the paper dollar, you get to a place where it's infinite. So what is, that's why God says, I hate unjust weights and balances. Right. You want to deal with somebody. You know what? You don't make a business deal with somebody you don't think is honest. Right. Right now, we don't have a choice. Right. Okay? Um, and, and and that's why God says there are people. That's why people would actually carry and hold around a Weights. weight system. Right. Ah, to see. You know what? You're cheating me. I'm not going to do a business deal with you. Give me the right coin at the right weight. And you would have the right weights. That's why people carry. And it's somehow weights. your coin. If if you chose to accept a coin, yeah, without checking the weight on it, yeah, that's your fault. Exactly. So exactly. if every person is walking around with their just weights and balances, mm -hmm. Michelle, that's inconvenient, but it's right. Yeah. It's no, right. It's, it's the right, right and that's way. Why, it's the and, godly way. And that's why these are coined, right? And that's why they were minted. And that's why there's ridges around the outside. Because the ridges on the outside, that's why this is that's why this is what it is, so that when you see a clip on it, I'm not taking that. It's the same thing, you guys, as when they put the chips in the papers to see the wow. counterfeit. So Corey said that um, they tried to steal an 80-ounce bar from him at the border, or 80 ounces, I don't know how much it was. 
They actually did. He's working to get it back because they did it illegally. It's crazy. The supervisor took my bag and ran off with it. It was not over uh, 10K and needing to be declared, but they straight up stole it. However, we will get it back in Jesus' name. Wow. In Jesus' name. Holy cow, That's Corey. That's, see, and no one should be able to take your money from you. No yeah. one should be able to go through, and that's money. I'm sorry, Corey. We're going to pray for vengeance and justice in that situation. Amen. So this is very interesting because Corey is in Missouri, and he's taking back Missouri, and that's why. And he said that they did pass HB, um, SB uh, 100. Well, there's one for in 2024 that hasn't gone, that'll be on the books in 2024, Corey. He says, uh, the original bill before it was amended was so awesome. We will have an amazing governor next year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So there's another one. There's more on the books, Corey. Uh, look up HB 1867 and HB 1955 and SB uh, 735. All right. So under the provisions of in Missouri's bill, gold and silver in the physical or electronic form would be accepted as legal tender and would be receivable in payments of all debts contracted for in the state of Missouri. The state would be required to accept gold and silver for the payment of public debts. Private debts could be settled in gold and silver at the party's discretion. Practically speaking, this would allow Missourians to use gold and silver coins as money rather than just as mere investment vehicles. In effect, it would put gold and silver on the same footing as Federal Reserve notes. Oklahoma took a similar step in 2014. Utah and Arkansas also considered gold and silver legal tender. The proposed Missouri law also includes provisions authorizing the state to invest in gold and silver greater than or equal to 1% of all the state's funds. The United States Constitution uh, says in Article 1, Section 10, no state shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of legal debts. Currently, all debts and taxes in the United States are either paid with Federal Reserve notes, which, are author which were authorized as legal tender by Congress, or with coins issued by the U.S. Treasury, very few of which have gold or silver in them. The Federal Reserve destroys this constitutional monetary system by creating a monopoly based on its fiat currency. Without the backing of gold and silver, the central bank can easily create money out of thin air. This not only devalues your purchasing power over time, it allows the federal government to borrow and spend far beyond what would be possible in a sound monetary system. Without the Fed, the U.S. government wouldn't be able to maintain all of its unconstitutional wars and programs. The Federal Reserve is the engine that drives the most powerful government mm -hmm. in the history of the world. And you can bring up the Estibunia video. Tax repeals knock down one of the tax barriers that hinder the use of gold and silver as money and could also begin the process of abolishing the Federal Reserve fiat money system by attacking it from the bottom up. Uh, you can play some of the video in the background. Pulling up, the, pulling the rug out from under it by working to make its functions irrelevant at the state and local level, le levels and setting the stage to undermine the Federal Reserve monopoly by introducing competition into the monetary system. In a paper presented at the Mises Institute, constitutional tender expert Professor William Green said that when people in multiple states actually start using gold and silver instead of Federal Reserve notes, it will effectively nullify the Federal Reserve and end the federal government's monopoly on money. That's why so I'm trying to tell you guys. With no, no, no. I, no, I just want you to show them kind of like in the background the money and how it's going while I finish this and then we'll unmute it. Because um, this is this is kind of um, how they they do it in uh, Estibunyan. Over time, the residents of the state use both Federal Reserve notes and silver and gold coins. The fact that the, coal, the coins hold their value more than the Federal Reserve notes do will lead to a reserve, reverse Grisham's Law effect, where good money, gold and silver coins, will drive out bad money, Federal Reserve notes. As this happens, a cascade of events can begin to occur. 
in, including the flow of real wealth toward the state's treasury, an influx of banking business from outside the state as people in other states carry out their desire to bank with sound money and an eventual outcry against the use of the Federal Reserve notes. Okay, so this is, okay, you can unmute it. This is SC Bouillon. And these are their orders that they fill. Look at those giant silver bars. Holy cow. You can speed it up if you want. Silver, gold. Look at the gold orders. Oh my gosh. 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 This is just the beginning. I hadn't really seen anything yet. This facility is close to 40,000 square foot. So it's about 15 times larger than our previous facility with totally state of the art technology and security. We believe in our rights to guns here, so you Yeah, they do. Where do I store my precious metals? So they have a um a vault in SC Bouillon. Bunch of silver maple leaves. Those are hundred ounce bars. Hundred ounce silver bars. I love seeing stuff fresh off the mat. Fresh off the mint machine we started using to count ninety percent. And they've got this machine that um it all in there. Half dollars there. We'll do coins and bag them up for you. Come across it, like, oh my goodness, that, that's something different. Then we'll, we'll put it out. Some different like, kinds like, of coins in there. there. Uh, we get, we get um, uh, standing liberty orders. Then we get stuff that maybe we don't get enough of. We know it's ninety percent, but we haven't gotten enough of uh, to make a skew out of it. Or um, sometimes it's like these are really old here. The seat of liberties. Um, so this cool. is very cool. We talked about having strongman competitions using ninety percent silver, thousand ounce bar. There. Oh. We got a bunch of dimes rolled up. Look at that. Ah! Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Some of these are kind of collectory. There's gold these in that next full. Oh, really? Yeah. 300? That's gold. No! Yeah. No! Yep. Does this ever get old? Not really. <laughs> that doesn't get old. That would never get old. You don't realize it, but 500 ounces of gold, you're holding like almost a million dollars in your hand. But it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> doesn't at a GSR, like... gold to silver ratio of 75, we're looking at the amount of silver equal to the amount of gold. That is 30,000 troy ounces of silver. And it's silver not supposed to be that. 100 ounces of gold. What an incredible image that is. We have uh, one ounce gold bars. Um, so we actually test these ones because they didn't come One from ounce the is just the size so of a regular coin. So they go through a lot of hands. We just want to make sure that they're uh, verified and that it's the correct quantity, uh, correct ounce. And that they're all here. So. so these come in a pack of 25. 20, 25, yep. So from here, we'll just lay them all out. So we make sure all of them are here, correct ounce. And then once we verify the quantity, we will grab a tester. Oh, show up awesome. on the green. Well, you're not going to accept a product that you're not going to test. Have you personally mm -hmm. tested yeah. and seen a questionable bar? Bar, yes, and coin. So we would have to contact customer service to contact the customer or supplier. Hmm. That's really great. Yeah, but keep it, keep it. Associates walked me through 
a rather impressive shipment. Yeah, so here we're just weighing this up, making sure that there's the right amount of coins in there that the customer ordered. I also want to reduce the amount of movement, so I'm going to place some peanuts in there. If we can reduce movement, then we can make sure that the product's going to arrive um, without being damaged, scratched. So again, verify that weight. Customer ordered 20. This is a JM bar, 100 ounce. I'm going to use this. Because if things are moving during transit, then they're more likely to be damaged. And obviously, we don't want that to happen. We also include a special offer for a repository. And a business card. Now we're going to take this over to the strapping machine. This just ensures that Down. the uh, contents aren't going to come flying out during transit. Customer. Next time. I hope your day. Okay, so if you guys want to, uh, you can, if, you have, if you're making a smaller order, we recommend SBU and they're a Christian company. They put scriptures on their boxes and everything. Really cool. But if you have larger orders, please go to ITM Trading, 1-866-950-7776. Uh, you can go click on the uh, learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks and just have a conversation. It's, it's a free, a free call. strategy call. They will walk you through everything. They are happy to answer your questions. Um, our experience that we just went through last week, our order came. We haven't opened it yet because we're giving it to Patriot Gallery for Christmas. Um, was incredibly professional, very warm. We got a chance to talk to Sari, which is Lynette's sister. She was just so amazing. They bent over backwards. I don't know if it's because we're partners, but I think that they do that for everybody yeah. um, to, to ensure that we were able to get that order before Christmas mm -hmm. and just very personal. Very, very personal. We absolutely enjoyed our experience with ITM Trading, and I would encourage everybody to give them a call. 1-866-950-7776. 1-866-950-7776. If you have more than 1000 or $2 even, you can give them a call, and they are more than happy to talk to you. They have a $1,000 minimum. Um, but if you have got a 401k or any kind of retirement, they, they can help you. They know how to you. walk you through it. We did the phone call. I'm so impressed with them. Um, you know, we're talking about kind of moving away from the digital world, and we're here right now, and I'm so glad that you're here. But we shouldn't need to be here, and we're not going to be here forever. Uh, there was an amazing uh, roundtable with oh, so Tucker good. Carlson, Jane, uh, uh, Charlie Kirk, T uh, uh, Tim, Pool. Tim Pool, and I want to play some clips for you. I think, Michelle, if you would start around the um, – 57 minute mark you guys there's some mic drops in here and i was so proud of them and and i played this for scott and scott's like oh my gosh they're, they're, it's going mainstream hang on it's a bit shoot it bitch takes got a, a buffer god <laughs> bless you thank you there it comes again there <laughs> in the middle we go of the show i always like have these two oh, let me switch off that itm trading it doesn't need to be there all right, come on. Do I need to refresh it? Probably. It's hard to, to it won't let you really pick a good timestamp. Of course, what you're looking There we go. That'll do, if it'll play. The place where technology in the last 20 years has made people happier. I think it's- And it's I don't a, think there is such a place. Well, so I, maybe we should rethink our core assumptions about technology. It's I agree, neutral. but I do think we have serious cultural problems. And I wonder if perhaps the argument is a culture will be destroyed through uh, technology in this way, particularly communications technology. 
It starts with the printing press, which we say was great, then the radio, it was fantastic. Then television, oh, how awesome, and now the internet, it's changed everything, but it does seem like it's becoming noise and static and pure chaos from it. I'm wondering if it is an impossible solution or if we've just not found the solution. It's, it's a neutral force. It's just like the atom bomb is I neutral. I don't if agree with that. If it's in the hands of evil, it will be used for evil. It's but not it's, a plot. It is really, in the hands of evil. Do you really think that? Because here, solve this mystery for me. Um, creativity pretty much died in the West in August of 1945 when we bombed Hiroshima and then Nagasaki. So I don't know, maybe I'm the only person who's interested in this, but the, the death of creativity in the United States is very jarring to me. That's true in literature. Name three great novels written since 1945 in English. Oh, you can't. Name 10 great public works projects since 1945. Oh, not possible. Something changed fundamentally since we dropped that bomb. And I don't think I'm imagining it. And by but, the way, if you have counter evidence to wreck my theories, please give it to me. But I do think something about the godlike powers of nuclear weapons convince people they are God. I think there may be some spiritual force in effect there, but whatever it is, that moment changed this country and the entire West forever and diminished it forever. But, but, and I grew up defending the bombing of Japan with the atomic weapons because, oh, you know, we couldn't deal with an invasion or whatever. And now I'm thinking, in what way, how insane was I to defend dropping a nuclear bomb on people? If you but, find yourself defending that, you're a freak. But, but, I, yeah. but I, I'm wondering Absolutely. if it's, it's not the nuclear bombs, but television, the expansion of television. Uh, I've, I've often half-joked that the 90s was the last decade, and I think it's probably due to the Internet. The decentralization of, of communications through the Internet results in no cohesive, visible culture in this country. You look at the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, you right. see a unique culture that exists in America. Of course. After the 90s, with the explosion of the Internet, now it's, I, I got to tell you, we went to the mall a couple days ago, and this, it really does blow my mind that I see a hot topic, and I guarantee you, Jack Skellington is in, is in the window. That's a 30-year-old movie still being sold to kids who have no idea what it is. There's a viral TikTok where a young woman's wearing a Nirvana shirt, and just, I don't even know what this is, I just buy it anyway. It, it, it's almost like television around that era does something to creativity by homogenizing everything. But, but we don't understand this. I mean, look, the creative force is the life force. And by the way, it's closely related to the, the sex impulse, which ultimately is a creative force to create new people. That's exactly right. So if you see a decline in or a death of the creative force, what you're looking at is death of the culture and or society. And there is no question. Movies are just one manifestation of it. We have seen the death of the creative impulse in the West. And that is like an emergency, a tragedy, a history-changing event, and it's never acknowledged. As you were saying that, it clicked for me, it's contraceptives. It is, it, wow. is the, the, it is the development of reliable and effective methods of artificial contraceptives and their legalization across the country. I, 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 I was going to say, the get your head out intimate, of the gutter. No, it's true. No, it, it's he a reality. Because the most, well, and this is something all Christians believed a, a hundred years ago and in, in prior. The, one of the most intimate and productive, literally productive things human beings do together, you are collaborating with God in the creation of new human persons right. whose souls will last longer than all of the stars in the universe. And we took that and we turned it into playtime. We said, this is for fun. This is for feeling good. This is not about making things. And we thought that wouldn't affect our psychology. I, we I, thought that wouldn't strip us of our creative impulse. When we spit in the face of our creator in one of the most fundamental ways, he asks us to collaborate with him in the creation of new things. It destroyed let me, the let me, beauty let me, from let me, it. Let me make it a little bit more secular though. Without people having children, it was on they a detach roll, themselves and then had to, like, from responsibility. 
from purpose and from work. And now we have these videos of people being like, I'm a dink, I just do nothing. You've got Chelsea Handler saying, I wake up, do drugs and masturbate, and then go back to bed, I don't do anything. There's no reason for creation. I bet she doesn't masturbate. She's too soulless. <laughs> <laughs> well, for sure, sure. But my, my point is, uh, I agree, around this point, when you start getting the lack of, when you, when you have people who in, intentionally do not have children, you look at a lot of these videos and you see there's, there's a through line. People who don't have kids lean a certain direction. They're, they're, they're not working hard for something because they, have, they, they, they don't have that responsibility. I, thought, I think it is TV, man. I think it's TV and now video games. And it's people, there's a difference between making television and watching it. And if you just sit around and watch it, you're not creating. You might be learning, so you're, you might be creating neural pathways, but really the creative spark is within you. Or maybe it's just modernity. Wait, but where's the technology in the last, say, 25 years that's elevated people and made their lives better and made them more fully human? I think internet ha can, if you but can. Have it, has, it, has it anywhere? Yeah, can you name so an example of where technology in the last... And I, I will grant you antibiotics, okay, and electricity, great. I'm a little, I have some questions about electricity, but... <laughs> but and fever. Give me us. an example, like, as, as this all sort of accelerates, right exponentially, literally exponentially, the development of technology, has there been any place that you can point to globally where it's been a force for good? I think I, I the wanna... decentralization of journalism with the internet has blown the lid on the entire liberal economic order's plans that they've had for the last 30 or 40 years. Yeah, that's good, but that's pushing back against the society that technology created. And this, <laughs> and this is, <laughs> but this is the point I wanted that's to make. It's easy to say, oh look, we're broadcasting live right now to you know, so, so many people but Tucker's question, what, what has benefited humanity? I can't say the internet has because it seems to be at best neutral because it's also been weaponized by deep state elements on X, on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube to silence people at the exact same time and, and create fake narratives. It doesn't just silence them, it, it dumbs them down and also uh, bastardizes them. It also promotes pornography, especially to children. It Absolutely. destroys their, their innocence. So, so I, I would kind of agree with, with Tucker here when, when it comes to this. And, and a lot of this sometimes has to do with short-term pleasures over long-term pleasures. But I think a lot of it also has, to, has, has, has a lot to do with, with uh, a larger chemical castration that is happening systematically of the average male. If you look at sperm counts, they are dramatically going down. The average 22-year-old has this has lower testosterone than the average 70-year-old in the 1980s. That's not a coincidence. That's, of course, men with low T are more easy to be conquered and controlled and dominated and enslaved. There's a reason that I think there's a larger biological war out there, and whether it's fought with seed oils or high fructose corn syrup or with plastic water bottles, plastic <laughs> PFAs, forever chemicals, whatever you might uh, you, whatever you might call it, there is a direct attack on your testosterone, poisoning, on your balls, on your freaking <laughs> sperm levels, on your masculinity. If you're a male, there's nothing toxic Yo, about your masculinity, remember, and 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 I think we need to prioritize health. The smell right, right, right. Remember when we were kids and they said, "Don't eat Butterfinger and Mountain Dew at the same time; it'll lower your sperm count." We all got scared. Do you remember that one? Yes. I mean, here we are now, and it's like definitively, you know, the chemicals, chemicals leaching into your food through plastics do this, and everyone's like, oh, is, is, it, is, it, 
Is it really doing that? It's like the benefits it's outweigh right. the, the consequences. It doesn't just water. give you uh, Bill Gates moves, okay? It <laughs> destroys any kind of resistance of to the system. He so, says as he's drinking coconut water from a plastic bottle. Yeah. And I, but I mean no disrespect. He's going to grow, gonna grow some coconuts. He's, yeah. <laughs> no, but we, so, you know, for us back at the studio, we, we bought re reusable glass bottles. Hey, we're recycling. Look at that. We reuse. You, know, you refill your glass bottle with filtered water. But also we want to reduce how much plastic we have attached to the food we're eating. But may I suggest one other downside, not to be dark about it, but technology has enabled the creation of a surveillance state that so outpaces yep. anything East Germany even attempted that the net effect, and ask yourself if you thought this recently, just be honest, I don't want to offend anybody. I'm just very offended by this book, okay? Mm -hmm. So I've said that to a couple people, close friends of mine who are Catholic, who said, oh yeah, we are too. And I was like, well, how- They're more offended how, than you, Tucker. Yeah, they're more offended, <laughs> exactly. You know, that's insightful. They're more offended than I am. And I said, well, okay, I was offended by the Episcopal Church. I left, mm -hmm. and, and I, oh, I love not being in that church. Mm -hmm. But um, they said, no, 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 the church is far bigger than this guy. We've had a lot of bad popes, actually. Exactly. And, and I love that attitude. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. We're in this thing called the apocalypse, I think, right now. It's we called, could, oh, we yeah, could be in the end times. And it's like the great yeah, revealment, really, is what the term we'll, means. And it's like we'll the truth. Them. Hand control of human society over to a non-human. Like, I don't... I do something is unbelievable to me. I just, I'm, I don't, I'm not an expert on it at all. And I'm with. So I, I, I missed the part. There was another little part I want to try to find. Uh, you guys can watch that whole thing. It was um, really good. Maybe take the clip and put it in the chat um, where they talked about pornography. And one of the things they said about pornography was that pornography shows too little. And they went a, down a really wonderful rabbit trail of intimacy and what it meant. And I think we kind of talked about you that. You need to on, define what you meant by that. When it says it, pornography, a lot of people say that pornography shows too much, and I say it shows too little. Little. That's what and this then person I said saying. intimacy. What is intimacy really? What is and the I, what is humanity? Yeah, they, and I said they went down a rabbit hole of you, intimacy. You're, what does right. It mean your to be explanation didn't actually. It wasn't. I just I wanted finish. to add a little bit there. I didn't finish. Okay. The the and, and I, I was we actually covered that on our episode with Scott Kesterson and what we meant by that knowing a person's soul. Right. Um, it doesn't show enough of the human. Mm -hmm. The spiritual side of intimacy. Right. Yeah, exactly. It shows too little of what it means to be with someone, to mm -hmm. be. Would you bring this up uh, before we get to our, our kind of one of our final stories here tonight? Um, I, I just like this. Somebody put out a meme uh, that shows the um, kind of. It says, it's not a magic cure, but God's word never returns void. Be in the Bible, you guys. And, and look about the statistics about reading your Bible. I recently heard of a scientific study of what actually happens to you when you read the Bible. The study was done on people ages 8 to 80. On days 1 and 2, there wasn't much of a difference, but on day 3, they started noticing a change. Here are the stats of what actually happened when the people read the Bible four times a week or more. Loneliness went down 30%. Bitterness went down 43%. Anger went down 32%. Alcoholism went down 42%. And watching pornography went down 60%. So huge. I recently heard of a scientist. It's oh, man, that's awesome. absolutely true. Get in the word of God. Okay, get in the word of God. And, and, and lo and behold, God's word will make your life better. Amen. Speaking of getting rid of pornography, will you bring up um, this clip here with um, Benny Johnson, actually? So Epstein, a client list came out this week, and we have Benny Johnson interviewing Tim Burchett. 
And while discussing the implications of the Epstein list being made public, Burchett explains how government officials are being blackmailed. Uh, Congressman, you represent the state of Tennessee. Marsha Blackburn has been completely blackballed in the Senate for asking for these flight logs to be released and for this client list to be released. It seems like now you are fighting with her uh, in the House. Why the protection mechanism? And more importantly, um, you mentioned recently in an interview that there may be some members of Congress who are personally compromised by this oh. and they don't want the truth to get out. Can you expound on that? Yeah, 100%. You got powerful people and they write the big checks. Well, let's be honest, in powerful people in this country, they write the big checks. And they, you know, they're the ones out on the tarmac when the president comes and visits and, and whichever party they're in, they always either out on the tarmac or in the private room. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that write the big checks. They don't care who's in, they hate this country, they hate what we're about, but they love their portfolios and they love their money more than they do anything else. And they protect it and they protect the people that, that do that. And by doing so, you know, the old honeypot, the Russians do that. And I'm sure members of Congress have been caught up. Why in the world would, would good conservatives vote for crazy stuff like what we've been seeing out of Congress? It's how it works. You're visiting, you're out of the country or out of town or you're in a motel or bar at, in D.C. And some whatever you're, you're into, women or men or whatever, comes up and they're very attractive and they're laughing at your jokes and, and, they, and you're buying them a drink. Next thing you know, you're in the motel room with them naked and next thing you know naked. you know you're about to make a key naked. vote and what happens some well-dressed person comes up and whispers in your ear hey man there's tapes out on you were you in a motel room on whatever with whoever and then you're like uh-oh and said you really ought not be voting for this thing <laughs> and you know and what do they do it's human nature and um you know no man or no woman actually is an island and they know what to get at. You know, if it's women, drugs, booze, it'll find you in D.C. and in most elected offices. And that's what people of power and influence do. And it's just, and I've been in this game my whole life. I spent 16 years in the state legislature in Tennessee and eight years as county mayor. And now I'm in my fifth year of Congress. But it, it's just, it, it, the stakes are higher, but the, but the game is still the same. Wow, the stakes are higher, but the game is still the same. Go ahead and while you still have the screen share up, we're going to uh, play the video that uh, he was referencing with Marcia, Senator Marsha Blackburn here. The last several weeks, I've been trying to figure out and to subpoena the records for Jeffrey Epstein's plane to find out who was on that plane. I've been so disappointed that Chairman Durbin has continued to block this because Jeffrey Epstein had probably what is the most high-profile sex trafficking ring we've ever seen, ever heard about. It was high-profile, high-dollar people that were predators on these young girls. And I don't know why there is a push to block these records. Uh, we need to have access to this. We need to know who was on that plane, who was participating in this. They redacted those records in the Jelaine Maxwell. Mm -hmm. She's getting at it. And here I have a video from, uh, I think this is the one. Shouldn't I have it? Nope. What is that? I know, that one's no good. I thought I had, it's, it should be right here. It's, um, 
Yeah, I guess this is it. Is this... We just play that one. Oh, that's the one from... Um... Here we go. Yeah. Politicians are being sexually blackmailed. How can you explain the open border or the record spending and all the BS that comes out of that town? Well, Congressman Tim Burchett of Tennessee says sexual blackmail in the House, just a part of the deal. It's not worse. You're visiting, you're out of the country or out of town or you're in a motel. So or this is just yeah, him, yeah. Jesse, commenting on this. Some, yeah. Yeah. some well oh, yeah. I only thought there was like one Swalwell. Turns out there's dozens. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> Turns out there's dozens. You Do know, you have Abby's video up? No, so we it, could share it would be on Facebook. It. Tell everybody. Is it, I thought it was on YouTube. Well, I, before we do that, I want to do, uh, I want to talk about the Vatican. So this is a very big deal uh, for, especially for Catholics, but for everybody worldwide, because the Catholics have really held the line when it has come to morals. And the Catholic Church in the Vatican, under the Jesuit priest, by the way, um, has decided that they are going to start blessing same-sex marriages. Mm. And you can't bless same-sex marriages. It's, it's impossible. It's not, obviously, it's not God. Um, here, I think, it's, I think I need to tweet this out. Michelle, if you go to my Twitter, this is from Life Slide News. Bishop Schneider speaks... Uh, to LifeSite News recently in Rome, it says blessing same-sex couples gives a message that we can live such a in such a way. This is contrary to the creation of God. Why? Why is this approach not possible in the church to to give blessings for homosexual unions? It is in fact uh, simply a play mm -hmm. with words, mm -hmm. deceit, in a cunning way. Right. Because we are not uh, little children who are, do not understand this. Right. This is evident that already the fact that it's a same-sex couple, uh, this is already a, a message, a demonstration of propagation of the sin of homosexuality, the sin against nature. Otherwise, they would not join. They were, they were joined because of same sex erotic attraction mm -hmm. and this is against nature it's against reason it is a message that we can live such a way and exercise sexuality in this way and this is contrary to the creation of god to the will of god and this is since it is against the creation of god against the wisdom of god against the will of god it is extremely uh, harming the people himself, this this couple, because what is against nature and against the will of God is harmful, deeply harmful, and therefore such so-called only to bless. And what we will bless concretely, even when they don't say we are a marriage, but we are a couple attracted by same-sex erotics, and so we will bless the same-sex erotics. We have to, to name the, the things by their name. Oh, wow. So to bless basically sin or to bless some will say, but this is completely naive and irrealistic, or they will live in chastity. It is completely naive. 
And uh, because we are blessing in this way, the, the near occasion for sinning for them, when they mm-hmm. will, uh, why they ask the blessing? As a couple, not as a sing- singular person, of course, a singular person who has this problem with same-sex attraction can come and, and ask a blessing to, to overcome the temptations, uh, to, to be able, with the grace of God, to live chastely. But as a single person, he will not come with his partner. This will be a contradiction in his way to live against, uh, according to the will of God. So we see all this is a very cunning, deceitful method. And the church can never cooperate in no way in such supporting of so-called same-sex unions or couples. And uh, such blessings are uh, in themselves a real abomination. Mm, Wow, so good. I'm glad that, you know, yeah, I guess we're on Facebook still, but, you know, whatever, it is what it is. I'm glad that he said the quiet parts out loud. Call it what it is, is essentially what he was saying. What are we actually blessing here? Mm -hmm. Same-sex erotica. That's what he said. He said what he said. He said what he said. You know, it, it doesn't shock me and i've been waiting for something like this to happen uh somebody kind of gave an analogy that um and a man comes into a church and he has an affair with a woman in the church and then he goes to the priest and he says will you bless this relationship that i have this extramarital relationship that i have with this woman mm. and and the priest will just have to bless it because if you're blessing same-sex marriages or attractions or relationships, which we all know what happens inside of these, it's not a monogamous thing. Yeah. It has nothing to do with um, biblical life. How do you sanction sin? It's like you can, it's like, it's just, it's sanctioning adultery. I'm going to, I'm going to bless you. You left your wife. I'm going to bless you in this other, you know, you're having this affair and I'm going to bless that or, uh, molestation like you can't bless these these kinds of sins and to do so is a it's a dark time this is it is a dark time but in the midst of the darkness there is some light and so i will bring up um our dear friend abigail she's pastor neil peterson's niece and she uh went from being public school to homeschooled i think this year i i think it was just this year and there are so many benefits to being homeschooled that she was telling us about that I asked her to make a video for us, and she did. So, um, and Corey says, um, you cannot bless what God has cursed. And mom says, it's not holy matrimony, but a perversion. We need more kingdom senators. Thank you, Corey. Absolutely. Uh, definitely. All right. So she says, a short testimony of a high school girl's experience, finding freedom from the customs of society and becoming changed by the God who changes all. I love this. Go, Abby, go. What homeschooling means to me and how it changed my life. Hello, everyone. So my name is Abigail Faith Peterson, and I want to share my personal experience with transferring from public school to homeschool. Honestly, the fact that I'm able to homeschool now has seriously changed my life from upside to the right side. So 
Personally, I don't have the most drastic testimony on my transfer from public school to homeschool. But to say that my life has changed is just the beginning. So public school, I went to Bethel Local Schools and I went there for a year. And honestly, to sum it all up in words, the environment was very toxic. Kids would cuss left and right. Pornography was used by many children. And at the time, the moment that I began to leave, the board members were literally trying to justify that men and women's bathrooms should be put together. For me personally, as a 16-year-old girl, I do not want to accept that. And truly, to say that in ways I was brainwashed, honestly I was. There were things that they were teaching that I was like, okay, I know I come against that because I grew up in a family where we were rooted in Christ and my parents taught me the way of the Lord. They read the Bible to me. They taught me that which was right and wrong. But even in that, just simply going to school and experiencing the toxic environment that I was around shifted a lot of me. This also goes back to the fundamentals. Every morning, if you're waking up at 6.30 in the morning, that means that you're not gonna have time to seek after the Lord. Seeking the Lord early in the morning is my number one thing and it's very hard sometimes when you have to first off wake up early early in the morning and a lot of it goes into timing and how much time school takes away from me that meant that i wasn't seeking the lord i wasn't reading my bible as much i wasn't praying as much worshiping as much and that had a big effect on me because the more you read your bible the more you're able to stand against temptation the more you come on the more you're able to resist the enemy the more you're able to know who you are in Christ and be founded in him. And the basics of reading your Bible in the morning was taken away from me. A lot of those things that, that I know I should have been doing, I just wasn't doing because first off, the environment that you're in, it definitely affects you. And being in a society where they literally say, you're not allowed to talk about religion, you're not allowed to talk about what you believe in or any of that. But at the same time, they teach evolution and they tell children that literally you can cut off your genitals. And if you believe that you're a male, even though you're a female or you're a female and even though you're a male, that that's okay. That's a society we're living in. And as parents, a lot of times you guys are in a way, this is how I feel. A lot of parents are just blinded mm -hmm. by, they don't realize, okay, their children are actually having to be put into situations that you would have never begin to fathom. Our world is getting sick. Our world is getting dark. This is my cry to all of those kids out there who are being thrown into these situations and simply their parents are understanding the reality of the world that they're living in. I remembered I always had a desire to pass out Bibles. So I would get, I probably had about five to 10 Bibles, little tiny books of New Testament, and I would pass them around and I'd give them to a ton of people and all the kids would be, they'd label me as like the Christian girl, the girl who is religion, she's all of this, she's all of that, and names would pass around about me. And honestly, guys, I didn't care because I knew the people who were talking about me, and I knew that anytime you're gonna be strong and you're gonna stand up for yourself, you're gonna be put down, you're gonna be canceled, everyone's gonna label you as this or that or whatever. And it came to the point where I was put in a position where I had to say, I don't care what they say. I am, I'm going to stand my ground as a woman in faith. And a lot of times that brought controversy. And that's not what, that's not the biggest thing to me. For me personally, I didn't have Christian friends at all. And you know what that means? That means I didn't have friends. Ooh. Because I wasn't going to become best friends with people if I was going to be with people that simply weren't grounded in the Lord. Because you become what you are with. Come on. But 
it was just the toxic environment, the feeling that I had to to blend in with everything of the world. And that had a very negative effect on me. So personally, that's my experience as a public schooler. Now, moving on to homeschool, obviously there's pros and cons. But seriously, guys, the decision my parents made on homeschooling me has affected me so greatly. And I am so very thankful for parents who have been stable in in mindset and stable in their faith to say, I'm not going to allow you to follow the customs of this world. So my first year in at Bethel, we decided, okay, we're going to finish out the year. And then I'm going to all my high school years be homeschooled for as long as that is. We definitely were walking into the unknown. We didn't know what homeschool would bring. We didn't know all the effects of that and how that would how that would play out for us. But one thing we did know that is that we were we were deciding to make a stand. And even if it's one person, even if it's one family, one person standing up makes a big difference. Our journey with homeschool was unknown and I didn't know what to expect. A lot of a lot of me was thinking that I was gonna end up being socially weird or I wasn't gonna be able to pursue my dreams or all of these ideas that I was brainwashed into thinking because that's what our society called homeschoolers. And I was like, okay, this is gonna be hard. We don't know what's ahead. But with diligent prayer, with seeking after the Lord, with coming with an open and trusting heart, the Lord led us through every single step. And to say that homeschool was a blessing is just the very beginning. First off, I have so much more time. Things like pursuing my YouTube channel, piano, guitar, um, reading the Bible in the morning, for three hours every morning, that, that that's gonna have a big impact on you. Being able to just go out and do things. I feel like I've been able to pursue fitness, to get stronger, to go on runs a lot. I'm able to pursue things and not come home and be dreadingly tired and just wanna sit on the couch and watch TV all day. Instead, I have a passion and I have a desire to pursue my dreams. And not only pursue my dreams, but pursue the Lord and the Lord when you are turned away from the customs of this world and when you go over what everyone says you have to be in and you, you don't fill their expectations on the normal society, you create space for the creator of the universe to pour into you. So the Lord has poured into me. The Lord has changed me completely. My faith, not in a proud way, it has rocketed so high up. I've wanted to do things. I've wanted to share the gospel so much more. And I've been changed from the world and I know who I am in Christ. That's the biggest thing. I have peace in the Lord knowing that I am a daughter of the most high king. My identity is steadfast in him. And those are a huge aspect. Things that also follow with that is, I feel like I've actually gotten smarter. And some people might think, oh, and I understand your reasoning if you believe this, but you don't have actual physical teachers where you can raise your hand and ask questions and stuff. And people think that's gonna make you stupider and it's gonna be very hard to understand in schooling. And maybe you have a gist of, uh, maybe I can understand what you mean by that because yes, some people have different ways of learning. Yes, people have different ways of interacting and understanding information. But to understand and to truly grasp what is ahead of me goes into the teachers that are teaching me hmm. and the people that are the things that are being taught and not being shoved in a room. I can take breaks. I can hmm. eat lunch whenever I want. I can, I can eat a healthy food. A lot of times the hot lunches at our school made me throw up. Like I would literally, every time I would eat them, probably once every like three times I would, I would gag and throw up 
because the food was disgusting. There was not protein. We ate like corn dogs and, and, and food that was so processed that a lot of people had very bad health issues with it. And it, and it dragged me, it, it, it had an effect on me, but I can eat more healthy. I can pursue my dreams. And I'm learning right now things about abortion, how people's perception of abortion is and how that hasn't had a huge effect on our society. I'm also learning about creation and evolution coming against Darwinism. I'm learning big foundational building blocks of things that I really need to know. I'm not just learning about the straight up all this information and just memorizing it so I can finish a test. That's what public school does. But right now I'm, I'm pursuing things and I am learning things and I'm truly building up. It's like armor. I'm putting on my armor for things ahead. And many public schoolers are not armed in the Lord. And that all the more is going to make them drift. Apparently I heard by the resistant chicks that I'm pretty sure this was the right statistics that any public schooler who has been public school has an 80% more chance of drifting away in the Lord. Yeah, she And if got that's that right. not a scary factor to you, then there's something wrong with you, honestly. 80% chance, not 20%, not even 30%, 80%. It's like we throw our children in the lion's den and we expect God to just, in every situation, yes, there are miraculous times, but... We throw them into the lion's den and we just expect God to just shut every Finger, lion's baby. mouth. Yes, Come our God on. is a God of miracles and yes, he can take you out of that. But it'd be better not to throw them in the lion's den. Come on. It'd be better to stand for your children on behalf of them. Because the people that they are becoming at the age of three, four, five, six, seven, that really does matter. It does. Mm. You put your kids in school from six to 18. That's the biggest times in our lives. That's when we're maturing. That's when we quite literally go from being an infant, being a toddler and crawling to standing up and being able to apply to the military, to literally shoot guns and, and to build a house. Back then in the day, you got married at like 16, 17. And we have this idea that 16, 17 year olds can just be, they don't have any responsibility. They can be immature. If they're immature, that's just because they're testosterone and that's how men are. And that's how people are made to be. But we've been fed lies. Come we on. We've been distorted. Truth has been thrown down and crushed. And if you ever stand up for that, you're going to be canceled. You are going to be, people are going to hate you. And especially as a kid, if you don't even know yourself fully, it's hard not to fall into that trap. For me personally, it was hard not to fall into that trap. Temptations came. A lot of problems came. A lot of things that I never thought I would have to face were thrown right in my face. And I'm not saying you have to guard your children at every second and you have to put like huge barriers around them and all of this. But I'm simply saying that guarding your children and guarding what comes into their minds and the people that they are surrounded by is going to have a huge impact on who they become. So this is my experience as a homeschooler. And this is my cry to all public schoolers. If you are in a season where you're like, okay, maybe I'm thinking about homeschooling. If you have confusion on that and no understanding on that, and if you have, in a way, believed the lies that homeschoolers all, are all weird, they're never gonna amount to anything, throw that aside because you gotta do your own research. You gotta do your own endowing into this. And I hope this video brings some understanding to even mothers. Mothers, if you think you can't do this or it's way beyond, or if you're a single mother, or if you are you have a full-time job or anything, there are, there are, um, 
courses that you can take and there are different programs that you can that literally they can teach you fully i have a teacher it's called bju press university and it's like a pre-recorded um lesson and the teachers talk about issues like science history math all of these things they pre-record it's probably the average video is like 20 30 minutes and i watch their videos and then they hand out an assignment and then i go forth and finish a work ahead i can finish homework very fast a lot of people have different realms of how they learn and stuff so that is different for everyone but personally for me i've been able to understand far more than anything else most of the time in school kids were belching out yelling screaming and the, and the teachers had to correct them because if in the foundation their parents do not teach them discipline yeah those teachers aren't even allowed to because of the fundamental building blocks of you're not allowed to discipline these kids back then they in the day they got slapped with a ruler if you did that today, you'd be labeled as an abusive teacher and you'd probably be fired. But a lot of the times I wasn't even able to understand things because kids were belching out, screaming, yelling, causing distractions, and the teachers weren't even able to get ahead. Also, I'm able to have one-on-one -on -one time. I'm able to pursue the things I never wanted to pursue. I have so much understanding on issues I never would have even had time or even the passion to dig deeper into. So this is my personal experience as a homeschooler. And to anyone who wants to learn more, place down the comments down below and ask me any questions. And I'm always here. I want to be there for you guys. And I hope this video brought you understanding. I hope the Lord guides you and protects you in that you would know that homeschool isn't as bad as you think. It's so much greater than you could ever imagine. And it might be different for all of you guys. Life is a journey. This is a journey that you're going to have to take, but it's far more worth it. And I hope this brought encouragement to you guys. I'll see you guys in the next video. Peace uh, out. Oh, Thank great you, job. Abby. She says, so good. homeschooling is not impossible with our society. Technology is changing in new ways of accessibility. Lay open right in front of us. Will you make the sacrifice for the sakes of your children? And then she puts reallygreatsite.com. Um, so here's the deal. I want you guys to go. And she has dubbed this channel the Revolutionary Revivalists, and that's for the girls. They're going to be doing more content. So you can go and find them, the Revolutionary Revivalists with an S. Um, I will, you guys were asking me, would you grab the, I grabbed the link. For some reason, it wasn't working in the chat. I'm going to put it in again. Um, and that one, that one was from my phone. I'm going to put it in the description and it will be on our website. Please take on it and share show. it, share it with your friends, share it with you. Uh, the comments were overwhelming. Everybody's just blown away by Abigail and we get to call her our own, so which I'm so proud of So take a minute and, and click on that link and send the comments on the video for Abigail uh, and let her know or do it on the Take on the Facebook. comment that you left and put it in the comment section on YouTube. I want to read this while we were playing her video, literally while we were playing her video she sends this this is just who abigail is y'all i just watched unplanned and i'm not gonna lie it brought me to tear brought me to the point of tears if you haven't seen it you have to yes it's painful but yes it's real and to step up and fight and to be the women of god he's called us to be we've got to endure fight and stand and become mm. the voice a voice in this i will stand and i will fight whether it brings imprisonment, canceling, bondage, or any form of pain. He is way more worth anything I could ever gain in this whole wide world. And honestly, y'all, I can't wait to see the enemy tremble in fear and run the other way. I'm actually about to read a pamphlet my mom bought 21 years ago about the birth control pill, and I did not realize what it does. It's horrible. The devil is a liar, and all he wants to do is kill, steal, and destroy. 
And his way of doing that is blinding the people of God and the church as well. So many people take that pill and don't even realize what they're taking, let alone that murdering their own children. Again, it is the most painful reality check I feel I've ever had to embrace, but it's real and we're in a fight and we need all hands on deck. So I know this is like way out of my range and most teenagers aren't enraged about abortion, but David slayed giants at my age. Josiah was king at seven years old and we are all called to step up and take the baton. I'm ready to fight no matter what measure that may take. Let's store up our armor and let's embrace the fight ahead. Oh my gosh. I am so proud of this young lady. And then Leah, who's also in the group, a different Leah says, yes, Abigail, such a powerful message. Birth control is horrible. And the side effects are insane. Before we can fight for these things, we are uh, 10,000%. We have to be filled of the knowledge of them first. We have to fight back because we know few other people are. Recently, I've been feeling interested on educating myself on science and how it connects to God specifically because I know people use science and facts against our father. The devil is horrible and tries to deceive us in all we do. These young ladies, Leah is 15 and Abigail is 16. If they and can do it they and they can see it. They have put us to shame. They have put our generation on. to shame. She was the so girl from the October 31st prayer meeting. Yes, Nana Yaffa. I've been so proud of them. They're in this chat. We're in a chat with them. Love them. Um, and quite frankly, they make better arguments than anybody I see online. That's why I've been encouraging them to make their own their own uh, YouTube channel. And uh, and they, they're going to. Uh, we'll see how long it takes for them to get kicked off of YouTube. But they'll all be welcome on Rumble. And uh, we'll still we'll still post them on on Facebook. So I want you guys to encourage them. Um, like I said, uh, they're going to be making their own channel, and um, we will be having them on our show. We get very excited. They are so full of the power of God, and and this revolution that's happening is ageless and timeless. And we can learn from so many people around us. My mom had a word one time that said, "Look down. Help is in the form of someone smaller. Help is in the help form of someone form. younger. Help is in the form of someone weak. Yep. Um, so and help is in the form of and, and she wrote that because that's what she always said about kids." Uh, is if you know they're so pure right now these kids are pure they're, they're their peers are not and we have to fight for them and we've kind of given up on their generation and I've called that their, their generation and the ones in daycare today the forgotten generation the ones that need moms at home you know there was mm -hmm. a argument this week on uh, Twitter going back and forth because um, some liberal chick um, who dates men and women went out with a bro bro who paid for all of the drinks and paid for everything. And she's wow. like, I felt the liberalism leaving my body because he paid for everything. So then the conservatives were like, oh, look, we can win over some of these liberal women. And then, um, you know, uh, Megyn Kelly came back to say, yeah, but don't expect, you know, it's great for men to protect and provide, but don't expect them to be your trad wife and cook food for you and, and be a homemaker. Like, that's not... You know, and, and, you know, Matt Walsh pushed back on that and said traditional masculinity and traditional femi fe fe feminism, femininity, right? You don't, they're not balancing out. Mm -hmm. And there is a balance between men and women. And um, to the point with Tucker Carlson and the rest of them talking about seed oils or plastics reducing testosterone, let me tell you men how to balance it. It's not, it's not, I couldn't tell you, 10 to 1. Drink from a plastic water bottle and you'll be fine if you go out and chop some wood. Oh, that's good, Leah. Eat the soy granola bars. Go outside and plant something. You'll be fine. So, um, not to interrupt, I think but, the issue is that Abby had put, um, and I'll have to tell her to fix this. She put 
little fire emojis in front of the in front of and behind the revolutionary revivalists. Okay. And so it's making it so you can't really find her channel. But I did put the link to her video in the description of today's show right here on Rumble. Mm. For okay. anybody that's wanting to grab that video. And then again, like I said, it will be on resistancechicks.com on today's show. It'll be embedded right in there. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right, you guys. So uh, barring anything going on, we will probably be doing a Sunday show. Uh, I haven't decided whether it's going to be world news or whether it's just going to be Christmas. Uh, probably a mix of Merry both. Merry Christmas. Uh, there was a horrible shooting in the Czech Republic. Mm. Uh, I think 20 people, 15 people dead, 20 injured in a school shooting in the Czech Republic. Oh craziness but i do want to focus on christmas and a lot of really wonderful things around this season so um please join us hopefully sometime on sunday hopefully at our normal time uh, maybe in the evening i'm not sure what which 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 we're going to do we've got you guys sent a lot of christmas presents and christmas cards and we love our annual show that might be safe for a new year's show we'll see um because, yeah that would be fun you know we'll see what we'll see how we'll do the you know the opening of the of the things uh for because usually special... things come after christmas yeah. So it's better. Maybe it might be better to Kind of a year-round, you know, uh, powwow with resistance. We could do two shows. Viewers. We could do a Sunday show like our normal Sunday time, and we could do a Christmas Day show. As the Lord leads. You got big plans? No, Maybe. I do not. So I had a request. Okay. So on a Rev Revelation Red Pill Wednesday, mm -hmm. the um, Taylor kids were watching. Ah. And they were trying to, to leave in the comment section that they wanted us to sing Joy to the World. <gasps> So we are going to sing it right now. Acapella. But what I'm go. worried about is we've not sung into these mics. Ooh, I they think should they're going to be, be okay. Better. They should. They should be. Shouldn't they be better? Should. They should be better. You, what key do you want us to start in, Leah? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let all their songs employ. Well, fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. <laughs> he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove. The glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders, wonders of his love. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing, and heaven and nature sing, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. That's good. Couldn't go with you, though. Okay. Any other requests there? <laughs> another one? Oh, my gosh. I really want to wish you guys a very Merry Christmas. I do. We have had a phenomenal year here at Resistance Chicks. Um, on New Year's, we will do a year in review, which I think will be really fun. We usually do that every year. Um, but it has we have been very, very, very blessed this year. And a part of that 
is you guys. You guys have been so loyal, so faithful. You showing show up, up. Even when we're running late, almost every single show that we I do. I showing up in person. You show up in person at the stuff that we do. Um, but last but not least, before you leave, this is really, really important. This January 13th, mm, 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 let me mm, grab mm, mm, mm. my flyer that I made. We are going to, um, you can sing that one. I'm just, it's just a, it's just We are so excited about this revival that we're going to be doing. Actually, let me go ahead and use this screen share here so I can bring this next to us. Tag and Becky Morris have so generously invited us. And I say that because it's a blessing. Oh, come on. I know I downloaded this. I guess I didn't. Hang on one second. Let me go download it. Leah, tell them about it while I look for this, please, because I can't talk and chew bung at the same time. Did I just say talk and what? Talk and chew gum? Oh, my gosh, Leah. For what would they what they call it? What's the what's the horse called? The Dan Patch the Revival. The Dan Patch Revival. So uh, in Oxford, Indiana, is uh, home to Dan Patch. She's a very famous horse. I want to talk about. They're like, look him up. He's 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 famous. Dan Patch was a mahogany-based standard bred stallion bred by Dan Menzer Jr., a prosperous dry goods merchant from Oxford, Indiana. So, uh, hang on. There's record break. He's a record breaker. Um, he, in 1906, he paced a mile at 155 flat. He paced a mile in two minutes or less on 30 occasions, a world record that was not surpassed until the 1960s. Never defeated in a race. Dan Patch only lost two of 56 heats uh, in his three years of competition. Thereafter, until his retirement, he traveled around the United States in his own railroad car and raced against the clock in exhibitions and drew large crowds. Wow. And so uh, Oxford, Indiana is the home of Dan Patch, yes. of course. And we're calling it the Dan Patch Revival. We want you guys to come uh, 5 o'clock uh, until whenever. Till whenever. For our podcasters, 302 West Plum Street. Go to reasonsandchicks.com. Um, okay, so it's not there yet. It will be yet. tonight in part of me uploading all the show okay. and all the things that I do. I'm going to be adding this revival to our show and event calendar on resistancechicks.com. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably put a little banner up in the corner there for you guys to click on it and get more information. And I'm going to make a Facebook event so you guys can share that and invite people. And I'm going to be sharing this flyer out everywhere on all of our social media. And I want you guys to share it because we want you to come. Because here's what happens. I have an alarm going off. I'm going to make sure we do my our pet visits here tonight. Here's what happens. We do events and we come back and we tell you guys all about it. And then everybody's like, man, I wish I, I wish I had gone it. or I wish I, I had known gone. about it. Or I really could use a touch of God. I need prayer. My friend needs prayer. Should have brought my friend, all this, that, and the other. Or we're not in the same locale or maybe if it was just three hours closer. Well, if you're West of us, we're coming three hours closer. Northwest. Okay, so this is a big deal because we had we had our, our revival Illinois here in Ohio. We've had a couple. We have several revivals here in Ohio. So we're going east, west. Excuse me, we're going west, and I want you guys to come because I promise you, we will stay all night long and pray for you. We're going to have worship. Yeah. We're going to have prayer, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. If you need healing, we will pray for you. Um, and they're going to have food. They're gonna have. We're gonna have fellowship. It's just gonna be a time where we invite the Holy Spirit to come. Maybe you've been listening and you're like, I, "Guys, I really want to speak in tongues. I want the greater gifts, and I've tried, and it just hasn't happened." 
Guys, there is nothing like the personal laying on of hands. And I tell you, Tag and Becky uh, yes. and their home group are going to be praying and, and making and paving the way for you guys to come. And so if you guys want to pray, pray for that revival. Pray that people's lives are touched. Pray that the Holy Spirit shows up in a mighty and powerful way. Yes. And, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. You know, I get a lot of messages, desperate messages from a lot of you guys. Yes. I just need your prayers. I just need Scott's prayers. I And I get it. I know you're feeling. And I just got one, you know, uh, a couple days ago. Could you just respond back to me that you got this? I got it and I responded back. But you don't need me. Mm. You don't need Scott. You need Jesus. And what we do at some of these revivals is we equip you with the anointing. Amen. To be us, to be Scott, to be the minister that you think you need, you be, the, you be that person. Yes. Because there is nothing greater than being the minister that ministers to the lost, ministers to the broken. Here's the thing. If you're a Christian and you've been a Christian for a while and you're in the word, you're ready. Yeah. You can get these gifts. You can now be the minister. Now, new Christians are coming in. They need you. Yeah. They need somebody to direct them. They need somebody to open up the Bible. They need somebody to, to show them the way. Okay. And then as you mature, as Paul says, now you need to be giving out. You need to understand and be equipped. You don't, uh, you don't need the ministry. You have no... But sometimes you need somebody just to lay hands on you and you want it. And if you are able to come, go ahead and come. My point is this. You don't need anybody. Amen. But what we do at these events is we stir up what you got so you know you don't need us. That's good, Leah. You know you don't need um, somebody to, to constantly be going to over and over again. And so you get the initial Holy Spirit. You get the salvation. You get the gifts. The, the, the proper request is this, pray for me mm. that I may be equipped so that I can do what God has called me to do. Amen. And there, there's equipping that needs to happen uh, with the laying on of hands. There's an anointing. There's a, there are words of God that can happen. And so a lot of you just need a spark. That's you it. need to stir up one another with your most holy gifts. And w- when I say you don't need us, there's an anointing to get to the place you shouldn't need us, but you do for right now. So let and me so, go ahead, finish it up. And so what you need is for the Holy Spirit to be stirred up so much inside of you that you become a walking, living minister and temple of God. Mm. Okay. And so when you get to the realization that you don't need us, mm-hmm. then you become the minister that, that fills the room with the anointing. And if you're not there, then come. Come and get it. Come experience it. Come and learn. Come and watch. Come and come and get to the get get in the presence and and learn how to stir up the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that God can begin to manifest in your home and in your church. Okay. And uh, Peter was going into the temple. There was a man asking for money, and he says, "I don't have any money for you, but what I have, let me give it unto you." And so when when I don't have, when I tell you what I don't have, I don't have the time to talk to everybody for an hour a day on the phone. That's what I don't have. But what I do have and what I can offer is doing this show and praying for you guys and and as the Lord leads to do some of these meetings to give you the gifts of the Holy Spirit to stir you up that's going to be worth, worth more than, than 10 conversations. Yes. I, I got a lot of call. Just call me. Just talk to me. Let me tell you something. If I can hook you up with a direct line with God himself, you don't need me. 
this young girl, Abby, that we just played. Now, she was on fire for God before October 31st and mm -hmm. the Night of Freedom. Yeah. However, from Abby's words, which that's the only thing I can go by, Abby says that that night shifted something in her and changed and gave her a spark. Well, she said she hadn't really been speaking in tongues. And so what I have seen in her over the past month and a half, almost two months, is phenomenal. And that's from one night of meeting the Father. And so to me... Abby is the proof. The same thing that goes for Leah and Alexandria and Bonnie, This all these girls. And so many of you guys that have shown up at these events, I get messages from you. My life changed. Now, that does not mean that if you are unable to show up at these events that you can't have that same life-changing experience mm. because we also get messages from people that say, I tuned in live mm. and my life has never been the same. So, yeah, you know, when it comes to Abby, she grabs something. And I tell you what, she's been ministering back to me big time. Yes. Drawing me into the presence and the power of God. Amen. The, the, word, the words aren't coming out correctly. Maybe you can say it. Mm. You don't need me. You need Jesus. That's right. You need God. And if you're coming to one of these events, you're coming because I need you to, I need, I wanna, you, I need you to be introduced to him. I need to reveal something to you so you can know him him deeper know mm -hmm. him better so that you can fine tune that voice because you don't need me you need him yes okay and so i become a vessel for him to speak to you yeah okay or a vessel for the presence to enter in so that you can hear him but if you can't be there and you you can still have the power in the holy spirit okay i want to read this word that mm -hmm. becky got um can I tag you're talking about it? I'm hoping I can read it. I only had a chance to skim it earlier, so I hope I can read it. Um, this is good. And, and here's the deal. I want you guys to receive this message as I'm skimming over it I for yourselves. It. It's good. This is a word I just got um, for her and herself, but I want you guys to receive this for yourself for, or for her and her husband. You're ready. You're equipped. You have everything you need. This is Leah's word literally that she's just giving you guys right now. You can discern spirits. You can pray in the spirit. You are being led by Holy Spirit. Trust it. Stop doubting. The enemy just needs you to, to doubt, to have a field day in your mind. Listen for my voice. Trust when I speak to you. Act quickly without doubting and I will level you up in Holy Spirit power. Power to cast out demons in Jesus' name. You and Tag are ready. You're both being led by Holy Spirit. Becky, fast from social media and distractions of this world to prepare. Guys, fasting is so important. Whatever God lays on your heart to fast, do so. Because when you do fast, things change. Tag, fast the way you are being asked. Walk around Oxford and stake out boundaries for me, for God, to cast down the strongholds, powers, and principalities in your area. A big move of God is coming. Miracles, signs, and wonders. I will be glorified. People will see and believe. Word will spread so unbelievers will want what the Holy Spirit is doing, to, going to do and be done in their lives. Your job is to obey and pray. Don't worry. It's from the enemy. Don't ever manage, overmanage the event. It's my event. She says, just before this, I was praying in the spirit and casting down stuff around Oxford and dispatching angels. Right before that, I was watching you and Scott's broadcast. So, so very powerful, so Becky. So I had read her message and that actually, my message that I'm giving to you was partly from the message that she sent. She got it. Um, they, you know, Tag and Becky were, you know, trying to coordinate with us on this, on this event. And I, I was getting ready to message them, pray, uh, pray that God would, um, 
create an atmosphere of holiness and Amen. righteousness. And, and here's the cool thing. Right now in technology, I'm talking to you through this microphone. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit told me something, and I prayed in the Spirit, and, and Becky got it. Amen. So Becky got the message that, and, and, and you know how much better it is when somebody gets a message that Holy Spirit shows you, and then you pray, and then the Holy Spirit shows them? That's so good, Leah. And so I began to pray that that the people in, in Taggy and Becky's um, uh, group would uh, begin to, to, to pray in atmosphere over uh, until, until the 13th, because this is their revival. Um, and what I see happening is that is they have been working so hard to store up all the oil in their lamps. Amen. They said, they basically just said, hey, Leah, Michelle, can you come and show us how to light the match? That's good. And so we're going to go and we're going we're gonna to light a match. And then their lamps are just going to keep burning. Mm. And then once they've learned how to light the match, they're going to go teach others to store up the oil. Okay. And what does it mean to store up the oil? Holiness, righteousness, reading your word. And yeah, that's what they you gotta do. got to get in the word, Okay. Man. Because you can light a match, but if you don't have the oil inside mm -hmm. of you, you're just going to burn out. That's right. Okay. And so you can go and bring somebody revival, but it's really important to teach them how to become a true believer mm -hmm. and and how to tr truly walk that path and this bible study i mean not a lot of people are going to get together to study the bible on saturday nights they've been storing up all this oil and they're like where's 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 the fire well it's in the holy ghost it's in acts 2 okay wait until you in, in jerusalem so you're gonna do with power on high mm -hmm. and and you get that fire so every person has a different gift michelle and i what we are gifted to do is to bring that 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 baptism of the Holy Spirit to fire to people and to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Right. What we have found is that a lot of people aren't saints yet. They need and so deliverance. we've had to do some remedial training and some remedial work and some remedial teaching on holiness and righteousness and getting porn out of your life. And then we can get filled with the Holy Ghost. But I'm telling you, whatever stage you are at in your walk with Christ, come and get that fire, get that anointing, get that oil, okay? Yes. Because just a little bit of oil will be get more oil and more oil and more oil. But there is something special for those who have been storing up oil. Yes. There just is. Mm. There is a special blessing for new believers, for believers who have been wavering. And, and there is a special blessing that will happen at this particular revival mm. for believers who have been walking close to God and holiness for a very long time. Come on. And that's this revival. It, it, you know, there are revivals that will that will spread and are spreading for people who've never even heard of Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And often there are different themes to different revivals where God's bringing people together. So for this particular meeting, if you've been a Christian for a while and you want to stir up and you want to get to that 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 deeper place and you want to grow and you want to be the minister that God's called you to be, but and you want to step out and you want to uh, be launched forward into ministry. There's an anointing right now in this hour to launch people forward into ministry and to get the glory on them. Um, and for people who are hungry and ready, get yourself hungry and ready. And there's a word that I got for um, a, uh, a, a friend of ours, husband. And I'm not going to call you out here on the show. But the Lord said, you want to be the man that God's called you to be, and he wants you to be that. And he's kind of a smaller guy in stature, but I saw him giant in the mm. spirit. 
And the Lord said, all that you're missing is your spiritual armor. Mm. You need to step out in your spiritual gifts. You need to start praying from the third heaven. Mm. And you can't pray from the third heaven until you've been baptized with the fire. Okay? And so... To be baptized with the fire means that you have yielded yourself totally and completely to the Holy Spirit. And there is something with people's brains that throws them off with praying in the Holy Ghost. Okay? If you are being thrown off by praying in the Holy Spirit, you're not going to pray third heaven prayers. Because third heaven prayers has a heavenly language to it. Because third heaven prayers, if you're prophesying, you're going to speak in tongues. Okay? Speaking in tongues is the first is a first level of the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you can't get that, you can't get past that. If you can't yield your tongue to the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to yield your tongue to prophesy. You're wow. not going to be able to yield yourself to all the gifts and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit to the extent that God wants you to. Really I have good. known, I have heard some people who have not spoken tongues who have prayed for people for healing. I'm not saying that you can't walk in an anointing. Everybody can walk in anointing. But I'm saying, if you want to walk in the giftings of the prophet, you're going to be speaking that heavenly language. But you don't have to, you know, my mom very rarely right now speaks in tongues. She's spoken tongues my whole life. You know why? Because she has been elevated to actually speak out the words. Mm-hmm. She prophesies. It's better to prophesy than it is to speak in tongues. But I've been praying in tongues. We pray in tongues. You know why I pray in tongues? Because I'm so much in this that my brain gets in the way. And I've got to get my brain out of the way so that I can be praying in the Holy Spirit and get the prophetic words. So I've been praying in tongues more and more and more and more. If you are stuck in your brain and you're not moving in prophetic words, you got to go back. It's remedial training to pray in tongues. Becky says, I was praying third heaven prayers and speaking in tongues before I got that word. So you have to do that. You have to stir it up and stir up the gifts. A lot of times I will literally, then Lee and I do this all day, actually, throughout the day. If I'm stuck on something or I'm maybe feeling in my flesh or whatever, I just start speaking in tongues. Because what it does is it shuts down this Mm. and allows me to enter into the Holy Spirit and get what God wants. And then I can see clearly to 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 get those words. But if your tongue isn't if your tongue is bound by your flesh, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be able to speak out the words of God. The prophetic so, words, yeah. The prophetic words of God. So you need to kind of loosen yeah. the tongue from the flesh, kind of like, you know, shake it out, and then Holy Spirit can come and so take over. So the reason over. we're focusing right now so much on getting baptized in the Holy Spirit with the speaking of tongues is level one. Mm. It's a level 101, okay? Yeah. But you're not going to stay here. You're going to be getting words. You're Like in English, you're going to be yeah. praying. And a lot of you are stuck here. And you've been praying in tongues for a long time. So you got to be elevated. You got to be desiring the other gifts. Okay? Desire. Give me the gifts. Give me. You know what I've been praying? I want to see discerning of spirits. I want to see angels. I want to see demons. I want to see my flesh. I want to see somebody else's flesh. I want to see when it's my mind, your mind, or the devil. That's what I've been asking. That's my prayer right now. God, I want to know if it's my mind, your mind, or the devil. Heaven's Warrior know. says, Amen, ladies. Thank you for sharing his words. I appreciate your absolute truth and willingness to share with us all. Leading by example. Great job. Bringing the kingdom says praying in tongues is so important. Plus, it bypasses the demonic layers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can't play. You can't pray the wrong prayer. But you can get a wrong interpretation, okay, to speaking in tongues. But that's, that's, good, that's like 102. <clears throat> Do we have um, another Christmas song you want to sing? I think we should probably sign off. Okay, we'll sign off. 
You guys, we will see you on Sunday, Christmas Eve, probably right here at our normal time, if I had to guess. We'll say between 1.30 and 2. I'm going to have to start changing the time. Between 1.30 and 2. It's usually closer to 2. Um, and pray for our system. Merry Christmas. That yes. It works perfectly. Um, I love that you are reminding us of this very important gift. Thank you guys for staying um, with us. I love that you guys are here hungry for more. And yeah. so if you want to join us, please join us in Indiana. Like I said, tonight I will have it up in the show and event calendar on resistancechicks.com. So grab the flyer. You can just, ri- just right click on it, save as, share it on all your social media. I will be sharing it on my social media. I'm going to create a Facebook event, find it on Resistance Chicks Facebook page and uh, and invite all of your friends to come if you can. Yeah, we'll just pray for it right now. Father God, I just lift up this event in Indiana. I pray that we have good weather, traveling weather. I pray that everybody who's supposed to be there will be able to get there and they'll have a place to stay. Uh, West Lafayette, from what I hear, has a hotel. Comfort it. <laughs> Amen. Um, I just pray that for Tag and Becky and for their prayer warriors that they will... Um, uh, clear the atmosphere of any demonic activity and everybody who comes will be filled with your glory with fill your power and they will all get the gifts that they are called to get that you will stir up the anointing and that you will spark a revival in Oxford, Indiana that will send a demon yes, Lord. screaming Amen. and now as we've been claiming Ohio for you we're claiming Indiana for you I thank you that you're getting out the Kinseyites yes. you're, you're removing all the rhinos that this this revival is not just about equipping the saints uh, to do uh, church things this is about equipping the saints to to work in the government of Indiana. Yes. Okay. So those of you who want to learn how to work in the government of your state, then come because we are going to get governing authority, gifts of the Holy Spirit on how to move and shake in the second heavens from the third heavens to make the manifestation of the will of God on earth. Okay. We are going to be bringing the kingdom of God and the will of God from heaven and his will, just like we pray that will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. And so as each state begins to do what we're talking about with the constitutional money, or we're talking about uh, getting the perversion and the DEI out of schools, uh, we are actually going to be manifesting the kingdom of God on earth so that children and parents and, and wives and, and husbands and, and uh, grandparents are all being led by the Holy Spirit as a team. To, to to live the way that God has for us to live, to redeem Eden, to redeem the garden, to redeem the way that God has for us to live. And I thank you, Father God, that as you're, you're giving us dreams and you're giving us visions of what that looks like. And I thank you, Father God, for this revival that is going to happen and it's going to spread north and south and east yes, and west. And I thank you, Father God, uh, that even in the cold winter months mm. that you are warm and your fire is hot. And I thank you, Father God, for the fire of God falling in Indiana, for this revival falling in Indiana. And just as Dan Patch went traveling around and the anointing that sparks there in Indiana is going to travel around. I thank you, Father God, that this is a beginning of the prophecy of Gulliver's uh, prophecy. Yes, come on, amen. As, as the revival began to, to break out in Ohio, then the revival is going to break out in Indiana and revival is going to break out in Pennsylvania. It's going to go all the way down uh, down the East Coast and it's going to go down to, to Georgia. And we know that this, this, this man, this church, this Gulliver is going to get up and start walking and it's going to walk around the nation it's going to walk around the southern border and it's and the church is going to walk around the west coast and it's going to go around the the, the the north all the way down the east coast again and the glory of god and the fire of god and i just see the fire of god being being lit and it's going to go down and around all it's going to go down the southern uh borders it'll go up uh through uh through um uh, california to go up through the borders of of of, of canada 
of Canada. It's going to go, and I just see that the, the Lord says in Chicago, there's going to be a revival. It's going to be known as the Chicago Revival. And men and women of God are going to be hit by the spirit and the power of God. These migrants are going to be hit by the, spout, the spirit and the power of God. And the Lord says, if you call upon me and if you ask me, I will clean out these cities. And I will cleanse them from demonic spirits and from evil and from pornography and from sin and from the cartels. I will clean out the cities. And by cleaning out the cities, you know exactly what I mean. Wow. Because the people, the cities will be empty of both people and sin. And the Lord says, you don't, don't need a bunch of people living in the cities. You do not need this. The Lord says, I will reclaim these giant cities. If you ask me to redeem these cities, if you ask me to redeem this land, there's not one corner, one place that a cockroach of sin needs wow. to hang out in this nation Amen. that we can even clean out the city so people don't even want to be there. I just see the city of Chicago empty, empty, empty. empty streets, just empty concrete. And I thank you, Father God, that you are going to greenify Chicago, that it's going to, that nature will take over and, 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 and plants will just little bust up the sidewalks. Mm. And they will, and and the creation that has been groaning under the concrete and under the under the the pavement and and under the asphalt is going to fight back in the anointing, the power of God. And these children will know what it's like to walk through a field and grab an apple off the tree and say, "This is God providing for me and my family." Amen. Uh, there were many things that were that were broken. There was chestnuts that were taken from this nation. There were um, gooseberries that were taken 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 from this nation. There were currants that were taken from this nation. There was there were many wild fruit trees and, and, and good food that God had for us that were taken from this nation and in their place uh, Chinese medicine and Chinese plants that took things over. I rebuke that right now and anything that was evil and negative from China, any plant that shouldn't be here uh, is going back to China right now in Jesus' yes. name is going to dry up and the native plants that 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 that, that fed uh, and, and it designed to feed this nation will rise up again because uh, while we are designed to be farmers, God actually has a nature that provides for us as well. And I thank you, Father God, for the rebirth of all the natu natural uh, provisions that you have. And I thank you that we're going to a farming community. Yes. Because, and, and you're going to redeem that farming community and you're going to turn it back around. It's no longer going to be the land of Monsanto. And I thank you, Father God, that you're turning this around, that, that, that they're going to be small farms again and good farms again. And animals are going to want to be on these farms and crops are going to be want to be on these farms and not, and you're not going to have to spray. You're not going to have to, to, to do all the, these negative things that harm our bodies and our endocrine system, that you're teaching these farmers how to take back and redeem the land. And that's another reason why we're going to Indiana, because it's farmland. And the yes. Lord says, I need to put a blessing on that. And I need to curse the curse of these uh, big giant corporations that, uh, that make farmers produce food in a satanic way. And this is how we move in the government realms, you guys. This is what the anointing is for. The anointing is for the the destruction of the large agricultural industrial farming, which is what Tag and Becky are asking the Holy Spirit to show them what to do. How do I get back to, to regular farming? I want to be a farmer. God's called me to be a farmer. How do I do that? These are the prayers that we need to start praying and interceding for one another because we have to redeem this farmland and we have to ask Holy Spirit to show us how to do it. And we have to, that we have to get holy and righteous so that God can bless our land because the reason we need the chemicals and the reason we need the combines and the reason we need all the large industry in the farming is because that's what you need when God is not blessing a nation. 
You need the the Satan says, "Don't worry, I'll help you. Don't worry, put yourself into debt for me. Don't worry, I'll show you what to do." And so these are the prayers that we are going to pray pray out when we go to Tag and Becky's. We are going to redeem this farmland. We are going to get strategies in the se- in, in the first third heavens to pray out strategies to redeem the food and redeem our nation and redeem it and take it back in the second heavens. And this is what is so important. These are the these are the strategies that you guys are going to start having in all of your areas Amen. and you're not going to need to come to me for answers because what's going to happen is you're going to come to me for strategies how do i attack this how do i attack this and then you're going to go back and attack it so you come and you get the equipment and you get the spiritual tools on how to go to your region and attack whatever it was that 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 laid a foundation and a bad root in the system you root out the second level demonic territories uh and in indiana there's a there's a the, the demonic stronghold on the farming and on the agriculture that, 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 that I just see a big fat boss. Uh, it's like a pig. There's like big pig or something. I don't know if it's a big ag, big pig or something. And I just see this demonic spirit that has, uh, men and women thinking that they need to continue to build out bigger buildings and bigger outbuildings and, and CAFOs. And I thank you for in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. I, I was getting this word. And it just kept coming. And Michelle's like, uh, we got to go. <laughs> well, Leah's got two different pet visits to go do. I do. So. I got to go. All right. So be excited. We want you guys to come if you can. If not, we're going to figure out a way to live stream it, even if it's just from our cell phone to Facebook. But uh, Tag has a system we're going to try to tie into. So stay tuned for that. Be careful. When you go into the third heavens. Be careful. Because you'll just start seeing all kind of stuff. Yes. And sometimes the spirit of the prophets under the prophet's control. Tag says, hi, Scott. You're invited to the Dan's Patch Revival. I will tell you, Scott was like, you know, I thought about it. <laughs> I told him that you had invited him. But he's got a lot going on. Speaking of the documentary that's supposed to be released on Scott's birthday, which is the 11th. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how coincidental this is. And I don't believe that anything's a coincidence. That yeah. in Indiana is Alfred Kinsey. And we're going to be talking yep. about that. And so here we are Absolutely. going to the very state of the root of all of this two days afterwards, it feels very fitting to go and cleanse and bring revival to that state after this documentary. So really excited about that. Say a prayer for that guys. If you would add that to your prayer, um, that everything can get done and accomplished before Scott's birthday. Um, I'm really, really excited about it. Very, very excited about it. So we will see you next time on Sunday, Christmas Eve, right here from resistancechicks.com. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we love you. God loves you. God bless we wish you Merry Christmas. And we wish you Merry Christmas. God bless us. Everyone. Everyone. All right. Bye, guys.